Stand by for action. Welcome back to the Punk Toy Dad Podcast. Neil just informed me that this is episode number 265. 265, indeed. Yes, yes. Sir. Yes, yes. Sir. There was a time when we had like five podcasts already recorded, and it was kind of sucky in a way because like we'd have a guest on, and then and it'd, and it'd be like a month later. Yeah, they'd be talking about like yeah, they'd be right talking now, about a record release or a gig or something, yeah. and then it would be like they would go out like a month afterwards. But now it's something totally different in that we just are, they're almost going out fresh. Like this, you'll probably be hearing this in a couple of days. Yes, I think. We are a I couple probably. of days, we are a couple of days into the new year. Yeah, yeah. How was your new year? Did you have a good, uh, like, what is the, what does the trauma family do on New Year? Do you guys stay up till midnight and stuff? And We always go out with Scott and his wife. We have for years and years and years. Even when the kids were little, that was one day, you know, we'd pay a babysitter and go out. We went out and got some Mexican food and I'm on call for work and I got called and I had to leave. I finished my dinner and left. I came back and they were all still drinking over there. Uh, I had a, such a filthy job at the sewer, Neil. I had to like change my shirt, change my pants, put on my rubber boots, and then do the whole thing in reverse. It took me longer to prepare to not get covered in sewage than it did to do the job. So something like that. <clears throat> what is that? We went going to hint to have to close a blo- uh, clear a blockage or something, or what did you? Have to that do? is exactly what it was. As a matter of fact, well, oh, it's funny because we, we our plant is was it so- a dead deer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dead hooker. Dead possum. The, our plant is so highly, uh, so new. It's almost everything's computer monitored. So you know, a lot. You know, a lot of it is very hands off. But at the end of the day, we still occasionally need a shovel or a hose. Mm. You know, we say bros before hose. You know, <laughs> I guess. But we use hose a lot. We spray a lot of things down. So anyway, and then I got back and met up with them, and then we went to my local here south side and. Uh, they were doing karaoke, which is always a blessing. And uh, did you get up and uh, and give no, the people not. some wham? I did not. It was so so packed. As a matter of fact, we didn't even have a table. We were just like standing room only. Um, and I kind of thought we might not make midnight, but you know, everybody's having a good time except for me because I wasn't drinking, and, and it was it was fun. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Tom's wife sent sent photos around of it, and Tom looks absolutely fucking miserable. <laughs> looks like I'm being held hostage. He, yeah. He looks like he's been held hostage, but he's wearing a stupid like silver top hat. <laughs> it's a stupid yeah. fucking, that doesn't fit. It's the stupidest image in the whole world, but I love it. One size fits all my ass, Neil. Because <laughs> everyone else is beaming and happy, and Tom's just standing there with this like just at, angry expression. At quarter to twelve, it's not like I can't drink at all when I'm on call. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. a, like two beers is fine, right? Yeah. At quarter to twelve, I ordered a PBR, the blue ribbon winning beer. Of course. Um, and I drank that, and then I had some of the complimentary champagne, which they must have used it to wash a hobo's balls before they served <laughs> it to us because it was awful. And cheap champagne is always awful, and I always know that. But there's some. Here's the thing, dude. As the dad, and you know this, I pay for everything. If yes. somebody gives me something free, I'm going to drink it. It doesn't matter how vile it is. So. 
Anyway, there we go. I drag it down. Maybe you could have used that to wash down the sewage. Take it back down to the fucking plant. Maybe, maybe. maybe yeah. I don't know. I need water plus pressure. <laughs> I don't know. So that. anyway, yeah. How about you, man? Did you go out? Oh fuck no, 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 no. Well, I was. I trying to remember. Was I texting? Were you, Jake, and I texting? Was that New Year's Eve or was that? I don't remember like New Year's because if so, it was definitely like I was in bed and you guys were. Oh, I can't remember. You're an hour earlier, so we went. To, you know what we did? We went to um, Laura's sister's house, who lives in oh, yeah. Range, one of the western suburbs. Yeah. And from there, we went to a little town called Downers Grove, and had uh, lunch. At a well, that's way up north, right? That Downers Grove is way up north. No, it's south. It's south. It's down oh, by south. Yeah, it's it's southwest. Yeah, that's a rich people suburb, isn't it? It is. Downers Grove is indeed. No homeless encampments off their highway exits. No, no, it was very white indeed. <laughs> um, so we went to a nice place for lunch and uh, a late lunch. Bears, bears, game, bears were beating the ass out of the Falcons. My sorry ass Falcons got their asses mm. beat. So we had lunch there and then we just walked around a little bit, went to the worst Irish bar in the world and walked out before they served us. Worse, um, worse than my Irish bar here in Cobb? Actually, it was. Believe it or not, it nice. was. <laughs> Because it was, I mean, it was not fancy. A bad bar, right? It's just a it's just a bad Irish bar. It was. I mean, it was super fancy, but the, there wasn't a single person in there. And Laura asked for a half of Guinness, and they wouldn't give it to us. And we were just like, "Oh, fuck this place!" Hmm. So, so we left. So, and then Laura and I drove home. So we were home by like seven, and then we pretty much watched TV and probably went to bed <laughs> at about eleven o'clock. Oh, there you that go. was my exciting New Year's. Yeah, yeah. We always, like I said, we always do bring it in. Um, Definitely been a few years since it's been too exciting, but no, it's it's, it's uh. Now is it always know, the, is it always the same at at the, that South Side bar? Uh, I mean, last few years, the owner's different from when I was a youngster. No, mm-hmm. it's a different owner from the guy who used to serve me when I was nineteen years old. Hmm. Um, he's in jail. <laughs> he's retired. He's still around. He, but uh, yeah, I'm not a you know obviously I'm not a big karaoke fan, but it was it was festive, you know. Did anybody uh, do a good job? Yeah, there's a couple people. Most hmm. people, it's pretty awful, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was like I said. Not you know, there's there's something to be. I'm, I'm a mind over matter guy. I, I certainly have the ability to be negative, but in general, I don't think I'm a super negative person. But you know, there's something about just flushing away the year and just you know trying to leave leave the sort of debris from the last year behind. And it wasn't like the worst year ever last year. I mean, some really good stuff happened. But as a family, it was tough. We had a pretty tough year. But, you know, I, I got that granddaughter, and there's mm-hmm. some other real cool stuff, too. So went to a ton of great shows, you know, looking back at it. Like, how many bucket list bands I saw was insane. Right, like, I, yeah, I probably yeah. haven't had a year like that for a decade. You know? <clears throat> True enough, yeah. But it still felt like a heavy year, man. And so. the funny thing is, now we have not, I've, I've, got, I've got, like, no gigs till March. Like, there's yeah, nothing either. coming up on the horizon. Nothing at all. I, I did go see, so I had been kind of, there's a couple reasons I quit going, but they, you know, the must, Muster Plug is our big band here, they're a ska band, ska, ska punk band, and uh, every year they do like a Christmas show at the intersection downtown, or a holiday show, or whatever they call it, and we used to go pretty much every year, they'd always have some good opening bands, and it's just a fun event, uh, then, you know, of course, COVID kind of shut everything down, and, and they were Muster Plug were kind of being COVID Nazis where they were like requiring more than what the clubs were. And I'm like, ah, screw them. So we kind of quit going. But this year, uh, your Chicago dudes, Flatfoot 56 were opening. So we went back and it was, it was, uh, yeah, we had a pretty good time overall considering I was on call and couldn't drink. Once was, it, was it just those two bands? 
Uh, nope. Jay Navarro and the Traders. Jay Navarro is from Suicide Machines and Break Anchor and a bunch of other bands. They play like a traditional ska. They were all right. Not my thing, you know, but they were mm-hmm. pretty good. And that was an opening band, too, that I totally missed local. Um, the funny thing is, you know, our I don't know who the biggest band ever from Grand Rapids is, but I think you could argue that the most famous band ever to come out of Grand Rapids is a band called The Verve Pipe. Have you heard of The Verve Pipe, Neil? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear. They're these college, they were a college band. College band, when I, yeah. When I was in in the 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, 94, 95 was probably when they were at their peak. But I remember them, even in the real early 90s, playing. They had a big draw. They were kind of in the, like, the psychedelic, almost, like, hippie kind of thing. Uh, They kind of got caught up in the alternative thing. They had a huge hit in the mid-90s called The Freshman. Hmm. For the life of me, I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we'd never compromise. Remember that one? No, and you and you thought you weren't going to be getting karaoke on this show, folks. Well, anyway, it was, a, it was a big hit, and Mustard started covering it a year or two later. I don't remember, and they do a, like a fun punk version of the song. Hmm. And for the encore, they brought Brian Vanderark, the dude from Verve <laughs> to sing it with them. That's pretty funny. Brian Vanderark, who's like fifty-five years old, he looks like a freaking soap opera star. He's wearing <laughs> his like his sports jacket. He's tall and just handsome as can be. Hmm. So that was it. But anyway, so. I, I probably wouldn't have even gone to this show, but I'd already bought tickets before I realized I had to work. Um, but, I, you know, I'm always glad you go. Very rarely do I go to a show and go, oh, I would have rather stayed home. That very, very rarely happens. So, Did you go yeah, with Scott? Like I said, yeah, Scott and I went. So we got, yeah, like the two months before we got anything else coming up. So Yeah. Now, how many people were at that show? Ah, over a thousand. It was a lot. Jesus fuck. Oh yeah, it was in the big room, man. It was a big it was a big, big crowd. It was a Well, it's a Christmas thing, right? It's, yeah, it, and you yeah. know, there's people older than me there because they started playing in ninety one, Mustard did. And there's, you know, second generation kids there and our pal Cole was uh Santa Claus, he's up on stage with them and stuff. Oh fun. he was, okay, cool. First time Very I'd cool. seen Cole since, first time I'd actually seen Cole since Taylor died. It's good yeah. to see him. Uh it was uh a few other people, guys, work with Timmy. I saw. You know, it was, it was nice in that regard too. I got to run into a few people I hadn't seen for a long time. So yeah, that's cool. That's a big part of it for me. The, the 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 fellowship of it is is a big element. You know, mm-hmm. seeing people I don't see very often, old old fuckers. Um. Anyway, all right. So. Neil, why don't you tell people what we're going to do today to keep them entertained for the next hour or two? Okay, so looking back to 2023 again. I know we said we were done with it, but we lied. Yeah, we lied. I mean, we've had numerous people come on and do the top 10 uh, album lists of 2023, right? And then, of uh, course, we had our list, the ones that matter. We had Adam and Ricky, then we had Heather, then we did ours, and then we did our top 10 EPs, singles, gigs, whatever, what have you, on the last episode. But today, so in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, you should join. Join the group, but we've had a ton of people joining over the last couple of weeks, like an absolute ton. Probably, yeah. you know, that's, a, that's almost a topic for a different conversation. I yeah, was, was it, tempted it, it, to call Jake and see if he wanted to come on to yeah with us tonight. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, we when we did one of our last shows, you know, we put on the Facebook group, you know, well, if any of you guys have your top tens, send us your top tens as well, just so we can look at them and compare. So. A bunch of people did, and I think we have um, eight of our most regular listeners who sent in top tens. We actually have their top tens. We're going to go through them today and play a song from each one. So uh, that's what we're yeah. going to do. So yeah, so just know that if you're in the Facebook group and you contribute regularly, um, you will get at least mentioned on the show. And then every 100 episodes, we actually have a, a short interview with with some of those regulars. You yep. know, just like and a matter of fact, a bunch of them that we're going to mention have been on at one point or another. Yeah, th- yeah. Um, 
It's funny, yeah. It just know that if you're a regular, once I remind Neil who you are, he'll acknowledge <laughs> that you're a regular. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that when we get towards the end here. I think we have too and many Neil's, people called Neil's, Josh. Neil's fading memory. <laughs> no, some I know. Some I know, but just some I don't. If they begin with J, I seem to have a hard time with it. <laughs> All right. So you want to read the letter from Josh? Or being Josh in Des Moines who's been writing us for... Or is it Des Moines? He's in Iowa. Des Moines, I think. Yeah, I think that's correct. He's yes. been writing to us from the beginning, really. And he was on episode... Was he on 100 or 200? I think he was on 100. God, I, could, I can't remember. I sorry, sorry Josh. We yeah. always we always enjoy getting your letters. I, yeah. I, sorry that we suck at remembering things. If you've got it there, you should read it, because I closed my mail. Hello, my friends. Sorry, it's... It's been a bit again. Life has definitely gotten in the way in 2023. Great slew of podcasts this year. I've been keeping up with the content as you keep pushing it out. Great list shows with Canadian perspectives, uh, although a little more long-winded at times than they need to be. Oh, Adam. Pros and brackets. <laughs> Attaboy. The California Younger demo view of Ricky and the more pop punk-centric view of Heather covered some great different perspectives and gave me some new music to force in before the end of the year looking forward to hearing your list which you're already out of course um so here is his top 10 um yeah grade two midnight fairy i thought this was good i thought the previous albums were better but this was good all the way through tight wire head full of snakes only started to listen to this as number nine started to listen after the interview it grew me each time it also has no current lineup had no awesome. idea the current lineup had an Iowa connection. Iowa connection. Okay, okay. <clears throat> uh, number eight, The Broke Downs, Maximum Khaki. I thought this band's past release were also better. This came out in the early year, but there are spot there are spot songs on the album that suck for me all year. Well, stuck for me all year. Now, they're from... I'll talk about them later because we're going to play one of their songs. Zoonoids, Effigy. I know it was more of a concept album, which lost me a little on the instrumental tracks, but there are great songs in between. Uh, number six, Rivalry. Sometimes you have to look back. I did not even know about this band until the Mackie interview. Boy, we, we uh, did pretty good by Josh, I think, this year. Huh? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I knew of Epic Problems and a few three parts. Press Distro. Number five, The Dirty Nil. Was this on Adam's? This, this was not Adam's list either, was it? He didn't mention the D- Dirty Nil, no. No, no. They're like Canadian darlings for a while. Yeah. Free Reign to Passions, it's called. The first few listens is the albums. I wanted to hate it, but like most nil albums the more you listen the more catchy songs the more the catchy songs stick number four rancid Toronto ever comes i thought this was a return to form album probably a few extra tracks than there needs to be but i love the tracks that matt lars and tim all sing on as a true street punk sing-along feel decracks number three 20 years of frantic effort now this was a like a re-recorded album so i didn't consider putting this on my list i know neil, neil made fun of the compilation with uh, this compilation with the Heather interview, but I thought this album was needed for a point in time post-COVID release that made re- records of great tracks that are otherwise hard to find, which is true because there's a lot of, you know, some seven-inch stuff on there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's a fast album with three ten-inches. I get more workout into <laughs> number two, Raging Nathan's Still Spitting Blood. To me, this album was more back to form of op- oppositional defiance. The album clicks better from track to track. I kind of agree with that. It's more angry than the Waste My Heart was. Yep. Number one, Territory is colder now. Love this album all the way through. No bad tracks at all. So, I know yeah. I miss Lower Class Brats, but I have yet to hear it with no streaming option. <laughs> We've already got into this. I will eventually buy the vinyl. Just want to stream it before I do. Happy Holiday New Year. Josh from Des Moines. Look at us. We were right. We were correct. Yeah. And it's, dude, that is funny. That is a very, um, 
<laughs> a very punctual I die playlist, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, a couple cool. of things that we didn't have on, like Grade Two and D Cracks, but apart from that, everything else we, we covered. I, 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 Oh, Dirty Nail, I guess. Dirty Nail. I have not really been able to get into Grade 2. They're one of those bands I know a lot of people really like, but I just haven't done it for me. I think for me, because I tried to give it a good chance, I listened to the album like four times, it's the vocals. The vocals just do not do it for me at all. I Mm. I think they need another vocalist of a three-piece, and I think they need a dedicated vocalist, because I just don't think the vocals carry through. Hmm. Well, there you hear it. There you have it, folks. Yes, indeed. All right, so I picked the song... I can't remember what song I picked. You picked... um, The name of the album is Maximum Khaki. These guys, Neil, are Chicago Suburbanites. I can't remember where they're from. I like them because they're like a pop-punk band, but they're real quirky. They're not like a straight, gooey pop-punk band. It's like uh, the copyrights meet Apocalypse Hoboken or something. And we're talking about the Broke Downs now, right? The Broke Downs, that's right. Yeah. You picked the song Obey the Fumes, I believe. Obey the Fumes, yes. This is the official, like, single... Okay, so this is, yeah, so this is the Brokedowns with Obey the Fumes off of the album Maximum Khaki, and this is uh, on Josh's list of best albums of the year, so give it a chance. That was the first one tonight. That was from the Broke Downs uh, with Obey the Fumes. FYI, Neil and I picked the tracks from, I mean, these pe- people sent us lists, and we, we picked the tracks, not the people sending the lists. So. On a couple of people, I actually did reach out to them. And have oh did you and, yeah well and, and I know have a I couple know, of them pick uh, Mike's too he said if you only play if you play a song play this one so yeah I, so some of them we did but otherwise we just wanted to give everybody what, what we wanted to do and you might wonder why we played um, something off the album that was eighth on his list and that was just because we've played Raging Nathan's we've played Territories to Death we've yeah. played Rancid you know yeah so we wanted to play something that hasn't been uh, played on the show before. So that's why uh, that's why some of these some of these songs are on here. Red Red Scare connection there. They're a Red Scare band. Oh, broke downs. Yep. Yeah, I, I was supposed to go see them at uh, at one of those small pub clubs uh, downtown one night. They were playing with a band from Milwaukee. Uh, I believe Mark actually came down, but uh, I gave hmm. both bands a listen, and I didn't particularly care for either of them. So, oh, there you go. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't make it down that's to the spirit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, I told you the time I went down there and uh and there was 12 people in the audience. Yeah. So, well, I yeah. like I like the I like I said I like them. They play, I saw them in Grand Rapids and I saw them in Milwaukee and I've I've seen them at least three times, I think. 
But anyway, that's neither here nor there, Neil. Nope. And okay, so the next list um, is actually a, a guy who's in a band himself, right? This is Amato. What what's his last name again? But yeah, so, Amato is from uh, yeah. We'll do we sure we just go with Amato. Amato is from Norcos y Orchada, which I gotta say, I actually kind of felt bad because I sort of skipped over them when we were talking about like EPs and singles but I literally just bought it and I haven't I haven't even listened to it yet it's a really really good single that, I'm that sure it is really really good I like yeah. the record a lot so yeah. Yeah. and I think they're working on a new record for next year so so what's his so, yeah, last Amato, name Amato's, what's that what's his last name I always forget uh Guadarrama or Movado I think he uses professionally I don't know he's, okay. he's listen dude he's a Mexican guy he's probably got like 17 last names <laughs> Uh, I'm not in charge of his last names. I know he could take it. That's why I busted his balls. But he uh, he sent us a list. It's very eclectic, actually, right? Because it's got all kinds of stuff on it. And some of it is our reissues. He had fucking Bobcat Goldthwait on there. Yeah, I don't know if that's... A, <laughs> the hell's that? I'm asking what it's next. I want to see what that means. <laughs> if that's like a real thing or what. I mean, I I don't get I, I don't know if people are, are starting to uh, go crazy for yeah for old for old comedians from the nineties because because Mike from uh, Loud Pizza he has he has who was that stupid guy that was in oh Jesus Christ he has my memory again it, Paulie uh, Shore pa- yeah exactly Paulie Shore he goes on about <laughs> Paulie Shore the same like he's stupid guy and I'm like Paulie Shore like he's a genius it's like I was fucking useless he's useless then and he's useless today but. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait was kind of a... He was kind of a rip-off, wasn't he? Kind of of, of uh, yeah, Sam uh, Kinison, kind of. Yeah, right? like a, yeah, like a Sam Kinison uh, B-grade Sam Kinison. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Do you, so, okay, here's Amato. Top 10 albums in no particular order. Soft Kill, Meta World Peace. Now, Soft Kill's coming to the pyramid scheme, and I'm tempted to go see them. They kind of sound like The Cure. That's that band, Neil, that Mackie did the cover art for and did a cover of uh, New Age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did. Uh, so he's got that. He's got Bobcat Goldthwait, Soldier for Christ. Mm. That sounds sort of blasphemous and not funny. Uh, <laughs> sweeping Promises, Good Living is Coming for You. I have no idea what that is. Never heard of Sweeping Promises. Let me do a quick little... So here, next we have Cold as Life in Memory of Rodney, Bar- Rodney A. Barger. Now, I've talked about Cold as Life. They're from Detroit. They're the scary, one of the scariest bands I've ever seen. How, like, how you, will fear, you will fear for your life if the audience. Huh. Why? What are they... Uh... They're, it's just the crowd is so violent and they just like they have such a violent history of like murder and mayhem and prison well, time and they're just a scary hardcore band are they skinheads or what what are they no they're not skinheads well I mean they've had skinheads throughout the years just, I don't know dude you just, you just have to take my word for it Neil I'm a big person I'm not scared of men generally <laughs> in a non-sexual <laughs> manner but uh, they're scary okay uh Homefront Games of Power. Don't know what that is. Home no, Homefront. Okay, Homefront is actually it, it it's on a couple of different lists and uh, they're a Canadian band and they were um Adam talked about them. Adam had them on his list too. Huh. So Homefront okay. were a pretty popular one this year. Huh. Yeah. Um Iron Years. Oh my Reverend. god, Iron Years. Iron Years from Chicago. Okay. Never yeah, I've seen them. them. They're, they're, the they're, Whiffs, they're post-punk band, post-punk band, Years. The Whiffs, another Whiff. Now, they're like a rock and roll band, right? Like a punk and roll band? No idea. Okay. So, Conservative Military Image, Casual Violence. Now, this is one of these newer hardcore bands that's getting very popular. The singer's like a big, muscular dude. Like, uh, what's that other band with a big, muscular dude singer? Um... They were on Mike's list. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, I'm. this is a band that I want to check out. I haven't listened to it, but I want to check them out. 
I've, li- I've listened to them and I, I couldn't really figure it out and I'd like someone to write in who, who likes the band and tell me about them because they seem to sing about a lot of skinhead topics but they don't appear to be class themselves as skinheads so it's huh. an in, it's an interesting weird dynamic that they have going on plus they're on one of those weird German labels it seems like and they release sh- like 200 copies and they sell out almost instantly I noticed that their records go for big money. Huh. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, I don't know why they don't do real, you know, a real run of like a thousand or something because their stuff seems to sell the second it almost comes out. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. Well, we're going to play a song for them in a minute, but we got two more on the list here. Yep. Replacements, Tim, the Let It Bleed version. This is like one of these ridiculous remastered, like four LP deals, I think, isn't it? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, with all kinds and of I, and demos I love, and shit. Yeah. I love the replacements. As a matter of fact, that's the last replacements album that I really love. But I don't know. I'm, I'm probably fine to just listen to the. I think wasn't didn't Tommy Ramone produce that one? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think I read then, a review of this and it said it was remastered and it was much much better than the original. Mm. So yeah, those records were not amazing sounding. Yeah, uh, but that one was that was their that was their uh, debut on uh, whatever the. 8M or whatever their major label. Anyway. Was there any, any big hits on that one? Uh, yeah, it had to have either like Unsatisfied or Bastards of Young or something. Oh, Bastards I, of Young was on that one? I can't yeah. Well, I, I, it's once again, I'm proving my... I, I, loved, I like the first four or five albums of theirs, but I'm not an expert by any means. Okay. So now, now people are yelling at me. People are yelling at me going, you idiot. You don't know what was on that album? They all kind of blend together. Well, let's see. So, Tim, what was the cover of that? Oh, I know. Okay, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know which one that was. That was... Uh, the baby head upside down, right? Uh, no. Tim has got, like, a... Oh, yeah, there's a head upside down in pink with, like, a... Yeah, yeah, and, like, it looks like a tunnel or something. It was the last It was the last album with Bob Stinson. Waitress in the Sky, which you played a little bit ago. That's oh, yeah, that's that. a good one. Um, yeah, Bastards of Young was on it. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know any of these. I'm not a big Replacements fan at all, so I don't know any of these there's, other songs. They're really. such a weird band, man, because they're, they uh, they covered a lot of musical ground. And, and once Bob left uh, or got kicked out or whatever, they then it became more just a Paul Westward project. He always kind of kept them in that sort of ramshackle punk rock thing. Uh, but yeah, once he was gone. Oh, dude, there's tons of great songs in there. Hold My Life, Kiss Me on the Bus, Dose of Thunder, great song with Johnny Thunders, uh, Wages in the Sky, Bastards of Young, Left of the Dials, kind of a radio, like a college radio classic. And then Here Comes a Regular, one of my favorite songs about being an alcoholic. So, look, looking at this, the Let It Bleed version, this appears to be four CDs, or four oh, albums, geez. I guess. The first one is the Ed Stasium mix. Oh, Ed Stasium, that's where the Ramones, I knew there was some kind of a Ramones connection there, okay. Yeah, so it's on, okay, so it's a, it looks like it's an album and three CDs or something, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I've had enough of these ridiculous, you know, they just did that for Dookie. I mean, and I know a lot of you probably bought it, and I certainly don't mean to offend you, but I mean, how much do you need? The record, I agree, the original Dookie record is a lot of fun. I got a baby blue copy of it for Christmas, I enjoy it, but I don't need every freaking bastard track that goes with it, you know? Right. And then it has on the third CD, it has a re- uh, it has a remastered version of Tim on the second CD. Um, the third CD has something called Sons of No One, rare and unreleased. And normally, huh. normally they're unreleased for a reason. Um, 
And then the fourth one is live at the Metro in Chicago, January 11th, 1986. Oh, nice. So well, you know, 28 you know, tracks, Jesus. It's funny you say that. There is a reason a lot of it doesn't get released, and that's true. But if you're a big enough fan of a band um, or an album or whatever, it is sort of interesting to listen to the demos if there's enough differences. Yes. Where, you know, like, for example, the, uh, you know, the uh, Social Distortion is a big one for recording an album two or three times before you finally hear it. So there's all these either alternate takes or like different, you know, different takes on the songs. Well, did you different okay. choruses, different verses? It's it's interesting, man. I mean, but like I said, I'm not interested in that with every band. I'm only interested in that with an album I really love. If I really love the album, it's it's interesting, but you know, I don't I don't need I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm only marginally interested. I mean, I agree. If it's something like that, which is, you know, the demo is just a fragment of the song, maybe on, uh, you know, played them just on acoustic before they put it together. But I don't want to really hear the demo version or another version that got thrown to the floor because it's not as good as the real one. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I'd rather, I don't know. I think I'd rather have a, a fully realized song that just they decided to change the chorus or change the melody than the acoustic demo. Like, who needs that on vinyl, right? Well, if it's but if you want to see maybe how the song was put together how it came to be you know yeah. what I mean? how it came well, to be. well like i said but i i just i've only heard like a couple of these that i enjoy one of them was social d and the other one was uh i've got some misfits alternate takes and stuff and the songs are no worse than it's like the entire uh it's like a different version of walk among us yeah i want to get that yeah and it's not that. worse dude it's not worse mm-hmm. i mean it's just different uh, you know, you expect a vocal harmony to go up, it goes down. It's just, it's, it's interesting. Hmm. But that was more like a polished album. There's, there's a, you know, I talked about Gaslight Anthem. I talked about going to see him this year and just eh, not being that into it. But their, their kind of biggest album was called the Fifty Nine Sound, and right. they put out like a, a alternate version of it with, with the songs that didn't end, you know, with the different versions of the songs, it literally, like, it might have a different chorus or a different... I don't know, I found it very interesting because I knew that album so well. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you have to really know the source material well to really appreciate something like that, right? Now, which Social D album are you talking about? Uh, it's that Love and Death. It's like the more country-fried version of what became White Light, White Heat, White Trash. Okay. Is, is that the one that's got some of his solo stuff on it, too? It's got a couple songs that ended up on a solo album, yeah. yeah. It's got I'm in Love With My Car, Dauphine Blues, and stuff like that. Now, did you... I, I put a link in the Facebook group. Did you see that recent interview? I just yeah. finally watched it, and I gotta say... I hope he can sing in May when I'm supposed to go see him. <laughs> I, was th- I thought exactly like the horrible, same thing, because, man, he's he has a hard time uh, talking. I mean, it, I, I, I was having, like, Shane McGowan flashbacks. Yeah, I mean, not that he's drunk or anything. He just, he had... Yeah, he had, it doesn't, it, like, he had, it's not, like, his teeth haven't fallen out in his head. He can't keep his head up straight or anything, but he just, he just... Uh, well, he had, he, had th- he had throat cancer, so I don't know what I, he had taken I, out or whatever, but um, his voice is still very yeah, rough. Yeah. He said it's only been a month, and he's still getting started. He only did that one interview. I assume he's trying to avoid that. But I think with that interview, it was fairly interesting. But they just, their they're buddies, you know, this guy's his buddy, so he's just basically blowing him the whole time. You know what yeah, I mean? It, it, wasn't, exactly, it, wasn't, it wasn't really, yeah. it wasn't very hard-hitting, I didn't think, you know? Well, I thought it was, yeah, he, he, he could have pushed him more on some things. But I think, I don't know how open Mike is sometimes to answering questions if he doesn't. Oh, he's not. He's a ter- traditionally a terrible interview. Right. And that was one of the better ones I've seen. Like I said, yeah. but it's just, it, it was definitely a lot of softballs. So, so what, but what I thought was interesting, though, he says for this new album, which again, looks like it's going to be pushed back to 2025. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, what, what, but he says he had, he had like over 50 songs. And it's like, well, as a songwriter, what is the point of that? Why wouldn't you want to 
Well, it's been he's, 11 he's, years. Right. I mean, if you're a songwriter, how are you only writing five songs a year? Yeah, but you even, should have 500 songs, Neil. But even but he, but even so, out of those 50, we only get to hear probably 12. <laughs> you know? You're gonna hit, he wrote 50 songs. You know what? Not one of them is as good a story or story about well, it. Might, but but that, well, that's the problem, though, right? Because they might be. It's just he wrote them no, 10 they're, years they're ago. Not. They're not. Trust he, me. Dude, I, he wrote them 10 years ago. We might have forgotten about them by now. Because they never, were never recorded, you know? It's like, I don't know why you just wouldn't put these fucking things out. People would buy it. Instead of buying, you know, the 30,000 fucking acoustic version of uh, Ball and Chain, right? Well, he's not putting that out, though. It's all bootleg. That's He's true. not even getting the money off of it. Well, good. Let somebody bootleg these 50 songs and let's fucking hear them before. Because <laughs> we, we might never hear this next album before we well, die. Well, I, I, I tell you what, going to see that definitely makes me, uh, I, I plan on going to see him in Detroit, Social D and Bad Religion, and it definitely makes me sort of, uh, uh, I hope I hope it's all good by yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking exactly the Not same thing. Not only by May, but you know they're doing a huge run. I mean, it's like yep. over, I think over a month or something. He's like forty which, dates or something. Yeah, which is a lot for this day and age. So anyway, sorry, Motto. We uh, we totally. Uh, oh yeah, we did. Sorry, yeah, man, we got, got, You got one more on there. Another uh, reissue, which I, I I think I'm gonna have to get this too. SSD. The kids will have to say another trust reissue of a classic. Now this one is not unlike a lot of the the trust reissues that have been you know hit or miss over the years as far as availability this was pressed like once for like 1500 copies and never been officially repressed hmm. so this is a big money album and it's it's you know it's Bo- uh boston right the boston? yeah boston yeah, yeah uh straight edge uh hardcore intense good stuff yeah there was so, supposed to be very violent shows weren't they those ssd i bet shows. they were yeah I mean, you hear the way those Southies in Boston talk. You know they're going to beat the piss out of each other. <laughs> Neil, what song did I? What song did I pick? Well, hold, hold on one second. I just wanted to go back because you mentioned the whiffs, and we didn't know anything about them. Yeah. Um, I guess they are a. This must be a reissue too. The one he picked because that came out in 2019 originally. They're a power pop band from Kansas City. There you go. Yeah. So there you go on that one. Okay. He so pro- he probably booked him at the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you ever get to if you ever uh, you know if we ever get to Detroit, which I know Detroit's three hours from me and you're I'm three hours from you and blah blah blah, but I'll definitely take you over there to where he works. It's the one of the coolest venues, man. The majestic the it's got a big theater like it holds a thousand, and it's got an upstairs venue that holds like I don't know five hundred or something. It's got a bowling alley. It's 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 a real cool old school complex. I think it's it's the oldest continuously operating bowling alley either in the state or the country. Hmm. It's a cool, cool joint, man. Okay. In Midtown Detroit. Okay. So, anyway. so, so anyway, going back to um, conservative military image, we are going to yes. listen to a song off of the album "Casual Violence," um, and the song is called "Yard Hard," which is I listened to it, and it's about a guy in guy in prison. Yes. So, uh, and he's I guess, hard. I guess he's the yard hard. So anyway, conservative military image, everybody, uh, with yard hard. Drop your shirt and hit the ground. Push the floor and knock them out. Bring your water, bring smoke. Free PT, it ain't no joke. Man from the pubs, kicked out of the club. Prevented from re-entry, we made the streets our own. You either walk the yard, or you're with the guards. Get your ass across the fence going yard hard Yard hard You either walk the yard or you're with the guards Get your ass across the fence going yard hard Drop your shirt 
All right, that was conservative military image with uh, yard hard, and uh, they actually played. Is wasn't it hard yard? No, it's yard. I listened to it. It's actually you. That's what you typed, but it's actually yard hard. Right. Yep. Oh yeah, yard hard. You're right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, and the guy singing is like he's a big muscular dude. I'm trying to think what that. What's that other band with the big muscular giant muscular singer? I don't know. They're on Mike's list. I'll, I'll remember later. Right said Fred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're on our friend Mike the Mailman's list. They're hardcore, hardcore band. Um, yeah, some of the ones on his list I didn't recognize at all. So, well, my, God love him. He always sends us his list in this form of Spotify link. So we gotta, yeah, we gotta yes. in the ass. Yeah, exactly. And then Spotify starts adding its own tracks in there too, so it's yeah, kind of exactly. difficult to figure out what the fuck he's talking so, about. You know, I'm listening to Mike's crappy playlist. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. It's supposed to. Be, I, I actually enjoyed quite a bit of it. Um, all right, so com- coming down, almost the exact opposite of uh well i guess we should talk about who who suggested this one um the next list is from our good friend alan aka dr disc from goldmine magazine yep. chicago suburbanite a yep. model that we just read is from detroit area down right down to detroit yeah so um alan uh he uh, alan just doesn't listen to i mean he doesn't just listen to punk rock at all he's no very, no he's very eclectic I, as a matter of fact his list is sort of i think tailored to us to a certain extent because yeah. i think it's his real list probably has more like debbie boone on it just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but no it's a good, it's actually a real solid rock and roll list i thought i was i i we, we had a, some stuff in common and uh yeah yeah so um and, and some things on here surprised me so um so at number 10 he has Keppy and Friends. That's Keppy Ghoulie from the Groovy Ghoulies, obviously. Yep. With, uh, Keppy put out a number of albums in 2020. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I really liked that um, that album, too. It's weird. It's like his goth album. I know he's always, he's always been kind of gothy, right? But it's like a lot of like 80s college goth songs. It's called Full Moon Forever, right? It's called Full Moon Forever. Yeah, I dug it. Yeah. Um, so he, he, he had that uh, at number 10 on his list. At number nine, he had that uh, kind of punk supergroup, Fake Names, who I know he saw at Riot Fest and he, and he loved them. He talked to them. Well, and they played with he, them. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's Amato. Now I'm way off again. Amato played with them. Jeez, I, I, I'm sorry. I got distracted. Somebody texted me. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. So at number nine, he's got Fake Names from the album Expendable. Uh, the album is Expendables. That was the that was the first time Neil and I uh, argued about a supergroup on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> Not you go. the last. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, at number eight on his list, and actually this was high on a lot of people's lists at the beginning of the year, but it probably came out so early it kind of got forgotten by the end. But he had, uh, from Australia, he had Civic with the album Taken by Force. Another great album that just missed my list, too. I really like that. Yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um, at number seven, he has that new Iggy Pop album, Every Loser, which I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that I one. did not. I must confess, I did not listen to it at all. I listened to it and I figured it was just it got a lot of hype but I think just because of the name because it really wasn't a very good record very much like the Damned album that came out last year it got hyped, it got hyped because of the name of the band but it just wasn't it just wasn't very good here's a hot take Neil Iggy Pop's solo career is a mixed bag at best yeah and a lot of his stuff is really crap I'd agree. <laughs> even, the, even the albums that have a couple of really great songs on the albums are crap yeah I'd agree with that I, I, have, I have a handful of his solo albums you know, lust for life and mm-hmm. so like you know, lust for life's like a the big, but the whole album is not great, right? It's yeah. just got a few songs, and lust for life is too long. It's like six, like five minutes long. It's just do 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 do. Um, 
but yeah so the, I, I, of course i also think some of them were my favorite well i like i love that skull ring album that comeback like comeback stooges style album and a lot of people think that album's terrible so i i don't know hmm. anyway i i haven't listened to it so I, i'm not in a position to say yeah i did I, I i didn't think it was very good um number six he has lower class brats with uh, Tales of the Wild, Lily and the Damned. Neil could, Neil could get him, or, uh, Dr. Just could get himself a complimentary copy of that album for those of you not able to stream it. Uh, well, so, well <laughs> there's, some, there's some good news when it comes to that. It is hmm. supposedly going to be streaming from this weekend on. Oh, you better hurry up because now it's going to sell out. Now the record's going to sell out. There's yeah, right. Be like a thousand copies of it. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've been hyping it up so much. Yes, yeah. we are. We are the influencers, Neil. Yes, I. So, but you, yes, it is supposed to be streaming this weekend. Um, and number five, I think this was another album that was high on a lot of people's lists. Uh, the Hives with the death of Randy Fitzsimmons. Um, are you a Hives fan? I never listened to him. I don't, I don't even think I know one Hive song, but I know yeah. a lot. Once again, a lot of people I love love them. I just don't know. Super high energy. I mean, I have what was that one huge? They're album? They're Swedish or like, something, right? They're just rock, yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, they had that one huge album about ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, Venny, was it Venny Vidi Vicious or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I said, no, they like they wear costumes and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I know who they are. I just don't. I never. Yeah, I saw them. They, I, they played in Detroit, like a relatively small place, and people were stoked. That last Riot Fest I went to, the one that Morrissey headlined, um, mm. I I actually saw them, and they were very, very good. Hmm. Um, I, I I just I missed the bus, man. I'm I, how many of these bands so far have I missed the bus on? A lot. Yeah, a lot well, of bus missing. Well, that's why we're doing this show, really. That's why we're doing this episode, right? Uh, number yeah. four, he has Rancid. Tomorrow never comes, which seems to be you know about top five of a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Um, at number four. <laughs> Oh, number three. I'm sorry, and I think this is this is biased because he got to spend some time with Tony. Um, and number three, he has the new Adolescence album, ah, Seize right. the Salad Days. You know, it's funny. I was going to pick a song from that, but I got distracted, so I didn't. Anyway, that's all right. Go ahead. Okay. And number two, he has Territories again. They're getting lots of love. Yeah. I love that though. I mean, yeah. I'm happy for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say we're the only ones talking about them because I'm sure we're not. But I, I think we have been on the front end of the Territories trend. Yeah. Yeah, um, trying not, not to make it like ten years between albums this time, guys. It wasn't even that long. It was just the COVID between. It yeah, just I guess. felt like it. I guess. Yeah. Well, they did that ten inch, but I didn't think the ten inch was as good as the albums. Yeah, well, I don't know yeah. why. Because usually I love a good ten inch, Neil. Yeah, yeah, anyone, anyone will tell you <laughs> that old joke. Um, anyone will tell you. And number one on his list, he had the Bull Weevils with Essential. I think that's a solid choice, man. Now, what, what did you think about that, Neil? Did you, you just you're not a big fan of that or what? The what, just that Bowie Bo album? Um, it, no, it's it's good for what it is, but with uh, was it like a ten ten track album? Yeah, it's short. And like they're three, all short. I mean, how long is the Lord Class Brats? It ain't a half hour, right? Three of those songs are re-recorded, though, right? Yeah, three or so four. It's, so it's seven songs basically. I think it's uh, I four know, of them. I think are older. Yeah, but, so, I mean, so six uh, songs, but. But I mean, you didn't know the original four songs. Sure, I did. The first, the first, song, the fucking the the pit, oh, or whatever right. it's called, is the is the most famous. The hit song, that you probably. don't know, yeah. All right, forget it. Hmm. So anyway, I I I think it's solid. I I I, I don't know if I'd have it number one, but there we go. Anyway, so that's his that's his top ten. Off that top ten, we're actually gonna play his number ten song. We're gonna play someone from Kepi Kepi Gooley. So this is a cover of a song that I loved in the late eighties, and uh, you remember this one? It's a Peter Murphy song. Oh no, I I do not know this one unless I heard it on uh, 
on Sirius today because I did hear a, a, uh, a Peter Murphy song today, but I don't remember what it was called. Well, this is a great gothy song. It's called Cut You Up, right? Cut You Up. Yep. Off of And uh, it was on the radio when I was a teenager and uh, I liked it. Okay. So off of Full Moon Forever from Kepi, this is uh, Cuts, Cuts You Up.
All right, that was Capigouli with uh, Cuts You Up. And he also did, didn't he do like a Ramones love song album or something? So he did that Gothy album. I want to say it was B-Face from the Queers played bass on it and maybe the dude from Less Than Jake or somebody played drums on it. So it was sort of like a little, I don't want to say super Another group. Another super group. And then he did the Ramones album, but that was mostly acoustic. Now, I like that Ramones album, but it was, I don't know, a lot of people didn't seem to like it. A lot of people seemed to slag off on it. The only thing I would say about the Ramones album is that when you only play the ballads from a Ramones album and you put them all in a row, they're a little samey. They yeah. could have used a little more, uh, I don't know, maybe he could have got like uh, Greg Ginn to come in and play like, a few theremin souls or something. <laughs> Liven that thing up a little bit. But I didn't no. hate it, you know, because you love the songs, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like Campfire Ramones. Campfire Ramones, there you go, yeah. acoustic. So, yes. yeah, anyway, Kepi had a pretty good year, I think. Um, his last two records have been on Pirates, so... The drummer on that was uh, a guy that was in Leftover Crack. Oh, Leftover Crack. And the Slackers. World oh, okay. of Slackers, that's what the Slackers do. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where the Pirates do. So anyway, that was Alan's List. Um, that was uh, that was a good one. And who we got now? So we have got, we talked about Mike the Mailman from Florida, who is mm-hmm. who is not in our Facebook group. but uh, he's Mike is offline, man. He's a good man like that. Yep. Yeah, he's, he doesn't do any internet stuff at all. Do you but, have that list in front of you? Because I, I know we put it on Spotify. Because if you have it in front of you, I'll I do. Okay. I do. Um, Rather than accidentally open Spotify. And yeah, try, try and figure it out. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think I know the the order that it's in. So, uh, so this is. Mailman I don't know Mike. that he. I think they might be not. I don't know that they're because he sent us a ten track playlist. I don't know if they're in order or not. I think they are because I'm pretty sure he has semi am as number one. Okay, so, so start yeah. from the bottom. Yeah, All right. start from, from the bottom. bottom. Yep. So this is Mike, uh, long time, long time listener from the yeah, very, Mike very the beginning. mailman, which is uh, yeah, he's in Florida. We love this guy. We talk to him pretty regularly. I, uh, um. I know he's very mis- wants to be very mysterious about his name and location and all that, so we won't give you any more details than that. But he uh, he's a mixed bag, man, because I know he was a crust punk type dude, and he's not good, but he loves a lot of like poppy stuff. So he's an enigma to me. I can't really figure him out. Yes, he's an enigma inside a riddle. Yes, he's a Cuban wrapped in American Indian wrapped in a mailman. <laughs> Cubano sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so at number ten on his list, he has Rancid. Tomorrow never comes. Um, number nine, he has Rivalry. Uh, obviously, Mackie from Blitz. Well, they, I, I gotta listen to that. That's another one where I, I a lot of people talking about this album. Yeah, another so, one that's virtually impossible to get on vinyl, right? Rivalry. Yeah, sometimes you have to look back. Is the album? Um, at number eight, he has a band I've never heard of before. Horsewhip. You ever heard of these guys? I listened to his playlist, but I don't. I don't know. I I, I I never heard him before that. No. Hmm. Let's see if we can find out anything about Horse Whip real fast. Because that's an interesting name. Horse Whip. American hardcore punk band from St. Petersburg, Florida. Ah, okay. So there you go. Looks like they've been going since the, uh, like, 2017, 2018 or something. Um, Uh, Old school. So anyway, he has them at number number eight with our album, Consume and Burn. Um, At number seven, he has Gel. Now, I think that, uh, didn't Ricky Frankel have Jell on his list? I've been hearing that name too, Neil. Jell. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a very... Boy, an all-time great band name, huh? It's, it's black and white cover, looks kind of crass-like. Um, yeah, the album is called Only Constant. 
And yeah, I've seen that on a on a few different on a few different lists. I believe they're playing here soon. Actually, they're playing in Chicago. They're warming up for um, Orange Code Orange. Is that Code Orange? Oh, the Code Orange. Used to be the Code Orange kids. Yeah, yeah, not my. That's more metal, I think. But anyway. Yeah. So gel. Uh, but if I was even thinking about going to that, it would probably be going to see gel just because they get so much hype. See, but that's a that's probably a pretty big show. That's you know you get to a certain point where it's ridiculous to go see a headliner just to see the opener if it's like too big of a show. I'd, I, mean, I'd have, I have no problem with it as long as it's not that expensive. Uh, well, as I would say, it's gonna, you'd pay 40 bucks to go see a headliner that you might like. I don't know. Because I would actually consider, and I never thought I would say this, that huge tour that's going on this summer, um, Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, and Rancid, if I could score free tickets to that, I would actually go and leave after Rancid play. <laughs> so... It's funny that they're playing Detroit, and I thought I'll bring my daughters because they are—I uh, don't know. Like my 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 oldest daughter's twenty-two. You know, she had like her Green Day stage, like American Idiot era, mm-hmm. and after. And especially Pumpkins, I saw back in the day. Of course, uh, I, I'm okay with them. They were Chicago grunge, right? Whiny. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. You know. Actually, uh, yeah, they're from Highland Park. Mike's uh, yeah, loud pizza here. Yeah. That's right. Billy's still around. Yeah. Um, and um, and Rancid, yeah. But, that, you know, do you see the real opener was? No, who is it? It's the freaking Linda Lindas, those annoying <laughs> girls. <laughs> those freaking pretentious. Uh, Little anyway. Yes. Yes. Anyway, uh, I don't like them. Okay. Well, there we they go. Threat, they, threaten my, they threaten my masculinity. They threaten my place at the top of the punk rock food chain. You know, I can't have it. Uh, so anyway, so they're playing Wrigley Field, where you know where the Cubs play. So I've never been to a show there. I can't imagine what it's like. But if I could score free tickets, I would go for Rancid and then leave. So well, that would be fine. Um, so anyway, Boy, I don't get- know. Dude, that freaking, you're going to go all the way, all the way to. Uh, I don't know. Such a huge pain in the neck to get in and out of there, and then you're just going to take off. Of course, you beat traffic. Yeah, exactly. We travel before Smashing Pumpkins play their two-hour set. I mean, if if you weren't too white to ride the train, you could. Ride, you <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. The L goes. The L goes right, right there. Right. Or I could just go back up and have a drink at the G-Man. Uh, you know, there you go. yeah, there you next go. to the Metro. Um, okay, so at number seven, I believe he has White Reaper. Another band I've heard of, but don't really know. <laughs> Let's see what that says. Let's see what the Google machine says about White Reaper. Oh dear, they look a very normal bunch. Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. An incandescent four-piece who was ready and willing to blow out eardrums far and wide. Jesus Christ, dude! (laughs) They got to get rid of that publicity publicity person. Yeah, they almost look like a boy band, don't they, boy? They anyway, do. all right, next. Yeah. Assuming that's the same, anyway. That's Dude, maybe the, uh, they totally rock and just, like, melt your face off, but anyway. The album is called Asking for a Ride, so he's got that up there. Okay, next, at number one, two, three, four, five, at number five on his list, he has Harm's Way. With that's Lyle. the band I was trying to think of with a giant muscular singer, Harm's Way, that hardcore band, yeah. Common Suffering is the name. Well, you want to see some kids dancing like maniacs? Go see Harm's Way. Whew. Oh, they're not doing that stupid fucking... Oh, my gosh, dude. The singer, he looks like a gorilla. He's so big. Hmm. Metallic hardcore band from Chicago. Are they from Chicago? That's what it says. That's what the Discog says. Originally starting off as a power violence band, the sound has continued to evolve. That sounds horrible. 
It's uh, they're they're pretty uh, intense, man. I, I don't hate them because I'm scared that singer will beat me up if I say I hate them. But uh, no, can, they're. Uh, I can say I would probably hate them. I they're I, pretty intense. I'm, yeah, that's great. Um, I, must send, is, I must send a picture of the singer to you. That's fine. You, know, you can add I, it to your spank bank. <laughs> Apparently you're the one who likes these big muscly guys. Anyway, the album is called Common Suffering, and it's on Metal Metal Blade. So that's that's that. Uh, at number four. My God, it's all these bands I've never heard of. As Friends Rust. See, that was one. Now, they've been around. They were an older band, and i got to say, I really liked that. That was like one of my favorite songs he sent us. Oh, yeah? So you, so, that's good. That's yeah, good. Oh, I, check it out. I, I, I mistyped it and said his friend's crust. There you go. <laughs> Which actually isn't a bad isn't a bad name. Um, American melodic hardcore band. I want of Gainesville. Interesting. Yep. Mike loves this floor. He's he's very loyal to his Florida, Florida dudes. He's probably friends with these guys from way yeah, back. They've had like a thousand people in the band, most of which have left already. There Early you go. yeah, late late nineties, yeah. Um, so that album was called Do uh, Do Do Do. Where am I? As friends are, any joy was the name of that album. Just came out um, okay. at number three. He has territories. Colder now. So there you go. Excellent. More love for territories. At number two, he has Civic taken by force. I think, every, I, think I think everyone has at least one Australian band on their list this year. So for me. <laughs> Well, you would uh, have had, I, you were a big Civic spanker for a while there. Though. I was. I, I would Civic would have been the one. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed them. I just you know they just you get to the point where there's just too much good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And number one on Mike's list, um, I believe he might be a little biased because I think he's friends with these guys. Yeah, but I think he, at least one of them. Yeah. yeah. So he has Sam I Am with uh, Stow the album Stowaway. Um, are, are you a Sam I Am fan at all? I'm not. As a matter of fact, I've tried because I know Mike likes him so much. Uh, it's it's just not for me. Um, I don't hate it. It's just not. It, it's just it's it's too poppy or something. It's just too sugary or it just doesn't. And like I said, I know a lot of people love them. They're an old school band. They've been around forever. I don't. I don't have any against them, but it does not do anything for me. It's not. But it's not poppy like pop punky. It's not that kind of poppy. You don't think? It's, no, it's got not at all. No. I don't know. That's that's, that's all I can think when I hear it. But I don't know. No, um, no I I know what you mean. I mean Dude, yeah. I'm currently bombarding you with pictures of the shirtless singer for uh, <laughs> Harm's Ooh. Way. Oh, I will save those till later. Um, no, I mean you know. Listen, you can pick up a freaking car, man. It can be, it can be melodic without being poppy like that, right? Um, yeah, I guess it doesn't have that sick, sweet background vocals like like uh, right. like uh, copyrights or right. uh, even uh, what's that that band we had the guy on that I like him, but I don't love Tidewire? him. Uh, Tidewire, Tidewire, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't sound anything like that. So, uh, and I, I did love this album a couple of listens. I, I had it on my, one of my early of the year lists, but it, it dropped out because it, it didn't. Hang, it didn't much like the um, Bouncing Souls record that came out this year. It just didn't really hold it together for me. As, as one dude, of the I, it's funny. I I have loved the Bouncing Souls, but I just cannot. Their last couple of albums have just left me so cold. Yeah. Yeah, this this that, that Bouncing Souls album was. I mean, it's getting to the point good. where my my very favorite Bouncing Souls stuff is you know twenty years old now, more yeah. than twenty years old, yeah, more was, than that, yeah, twenty five years old. But I tell you yeah. what, so we'll we'll let the people make their minds up on this one because we're going to play a yeah. I Am track. So this is off of their twenty twenty three album, yeah, Mike's favorite album of the year. The album is called Stowaway, and this track is called Something. Yeah, something. Yeah. 
All right, that was Sam I Am with something off of the 2023 record Stowaway. All right, so that was Mike's list. Now we are getting to um, our good friend Jake, Jake Pope from uh, Downstate Illinois, right? Yes, our our admin on the our, our fellow yep. admin on the Punk Die Die page, yep. uh, rock and roll guy through and through, man. I mean, he's like a, he's like Southern Illinois Lemmy. Yeah, he plays. Uh, drums right he was actually like, i think he might have given it up i think he was having some arm pain or something but i don't know if he plays anywhere himself but you know toured did some touring and yeah uh played swamp ass he played with uh jason from uh, uh the oxys yeah the oxys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Other, so, yeah he's, so he's been he's been you know he played live obviously through a lot of the 90s and early 2000s and such and uh, just a great guy he's been a big uh supporter of the podcast from the very very first episode i think something like that yeah you know we yeah. had a, he was definitely on 200 with us i can't remember how he found us yeah. oh it was the digits i bet you it, it was digits. a digits yeah it was the the, yeah it was pretty, yeah it was probably episode 17 but you said you the central like illinois people have to stick together damn straight yeah we do you guys against the world yeah. anyway jake's always got a great like rock and roll list with a lot of stuff that we know and some stuff we don't so go ahead go ahead you know you got the list front of you. i yep. do not so at number 10 he has rancid tomorrow never comes Okay. And that makes a lot of lists. Um, here's one you will like. At number nine, he has anti-scene. Yep, the new anti-scene. Yeah. yeah that's good. Great, great disasters. disasters. Yes, yep. on TKO. Yep. Um, at number they're, eight. They're, they're one of these bands, dude, that has, has you know, just makes me album after album and literally no musical development. Like, if you want a band to sound <laughs> the same for 40 years, they're the band. And 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 if you you know what if you're new to the podcast as well, um, check out we did a we did an interview with uh, yeah. what's, the, what's the guy's Jeff, name Jeff Clay Jeff Clay Jeff Clay yeah from uh, nice from Anti Scene yeah, great from, episode uh, Raleigh, I really, North Carolina I really enjoyed that episode and I think he did too because he wears off yeah no I think proudly. so too in fact he's I, I, one of those ones we covered so much ground I definitely would be up for having him on again uh, but it's like you know we tend to go so long with some of these guys yeah we just don't leave that many stones until we have to almost think of a different way to approach it if we're gonna do it again you know. Yeah, but then again, talking with him, it was just like talking with an old buddy. So yeah, it's true. Be fun. It's true, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going to catch up with him one of these. You know, as I spend more and more time in the Carolinas, I'm going to catch up with him one of these days. So okay, um, that's right, because you have your holiday home in the Carolinas these days. Holiday home, yes, yes. yes. yes as as I sit here, you know, it's not snowing, which is bizarre. Like we haven't had we had snow in October, uh, Halloween, the end of October, and and literally we haven't had any other snow here. I'm in the upper Midwest, and it's January the third mm. and there's no snow it's yeah. freaking bizarre it weird i mean yeah, the weather still weird. sucks it's cold it's pissing down a little bit of rain and windy and it, you know it's bad but there's no snow um, um by the way if anybody wanted to listen to that episode that was episode 202 with jeff clayton from was episode. that like early this year was that, was, was that last year end of like november late november last for year. those of you that are just catching up there was a time where we put out I think even like our first our first year we probably did like eighty episodes. Like there was definitely a time where we put out more than we do now. We might we might get back to that. It's not like we've decided we're never we're not going to do more than one a week anymore. It's just it's just kind of how it's worked out. Yeah, and, it's dep- and, and like it depends on guests and on, on work schedules yeah. too. Obviously, we don't we're not making money off of this, so it's not like we can quit yeah. our jobs and do this full time. Yeah. So well, like I said, once you you know I did kind of tease this, but we're we're investing in some infrastructure next year to guarantee that this thing is you know long long term putting some skin in the game so long term i mean it's already been four years i mean that's pretty long term yeah hell yeah all right sorry once again distracting from the list that's okay number eight again he has uh the hives 
the death of Randy Fitzsimmons yeah. on a Sounds lot of lists. Yep. Number seven, Ball Weevils, essential, on a lot of lists. Yep. At number six from Australia, he has Private Function. With yep, that was on your list. That was yep. high on your list. Yep, yep. and uh, and it was number one, wasn't it? No, Clowns was number one for um, oh, for Ricky. For Ricky, and he had uh, he had Private Function number two, I believe. So yeah, so six was Private Function. And you had the number two too, or no? I had it number two, I believe. Yes, yeah, I so did. You had a high. Yeah. Um, number five, he has an oldie but a goodie. And I've seen no- this on nobody else's list. Lydia Loveless. Oh, yeah. Nothing's going to stand in my way again. I didn't even know that she was still recording, to be honest. He didn't know she was still alive, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Let's just take a quick look at the, uh, at the uh, career of Linda Loveless. Lydia. Lydia Lovelace. <laughs> Linda, Linda Lovelace was a porno. I was going to say Linda Lovelace. Yeah, was a porno star, wasn't she? <laughs> Hold on. Am I, am I getting this person confused? Am I getting this person confused with somebody else? I think maybe I am. Um, like an old-timey country singer or something? And No, I'm thinking of someone completely different. My bad. Um, All right. Forget yeah, it. Yeah. So Lydia, Lydia Lovelace is, it says, firebrand alt-country singer. Combines a honky-tonk sound and style of classic country stars like Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline with the no-quarter attitude and spunk of punk rock divas such as Exene and Carla Buzzlich. Don't know who that is. Hmm. Um, well, there you go. Well, Sounds better than whatever they were playing on the New Year's Rock and Eve country thing that was on at the bar. My God, it was it, it, I couldn't even hear it, and I was annoyed. Yeah, these country guys. Well, oh boy. So yeah, actually, that doesn't sound too bad. I might have to might have to check that. Lydia Lunch. That's who I'm thinking of. What the fuck's the matter with me? I, was no, I think of, I think you were thinking of Linda Lovelace. <laughs> Lydia Lunch was, was and Linda Lovelace. Deep, was that Deep Throat? That was like a real like, yes, like that a real deep, classic, right? Deep yeah. Throat. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. saw it. Yeah. Oh, sure you didn't. I, I didn't. I mean, I, listen, dude, I'm, I'm certainly no stranger to these things, but I never saw that. <laughs> no stranger to the spank bank. Um, <laughs> hey, you just wait till you go back in your messenger and you see this, this giant shirtless tattoo man that I've been sending you. Um, at number four. Oh, and th- this is this is one that uh, our good friend Richard White likes, too. Yeah, at number four, he has the Hip Priests. Okay. With road, I've heard of them. road and house blues, I believe. Now the hip they're kinda, hip, I think they're kind of a turbo negro kind of a band, like a Swedish rock and roll kind of thing. I think they're from England. I do uh, believe England, um, Sweden, whatever. Yeah, right. You racist. So it's like the difference between being from Illinois or Iowa. British punk rock band formed in May 2006 in Nottingham, mm. um, named after a song by the Fall huh. called hip, okay. "Hip Priest." Yeah. Um, huh. I'll check that out. Yeah, they were on a they were on a Swedish label though. That might be where you're thinking that. But anyway, they got a lot of records. Jesus Christ, they have a lot of records. Um, did a split with Electric Electric Frankenstein. As a matter there of fact, go. I mean, who hasn't? Yeah, um, I haven't. Okay, so that album yes. is called Road and House Blues. Um, okay. At number three, another Australian band, uh, Coffin. Or yeah, I hear a lot of buzz about this band too. I got to check them out. But I think there's multiple bands called Coffin, so I need to. But this is an this is an anagram, so yeah. I got to remember what it stands for. It's something about something Finland in something. I, oh boy! Yeah, hold on. I did listen to this, and it is pretty damn good, actually. I don't know if it would have made my top See, I ten. Think- a lot of but, people are excited about this, yes. Yeah, but it was... And I'm seeing this on, on a lot of top ten lists, too. And they toured the U.S., I know, this year. Oh, they did? I'm pretty sure. They played... I don't know. Anyway, maybe not. Hmm. 
uh, what the I think f- our buddy Teddy Spaghetti was talking about him. Doesn't he have like? Didn't he have Australian family or something? Um, maybe I don't remember. Children of Finland fighting in Norway. Oh, there you go. That's what it stands for. Psychotics. No, Teddy's been Teddy's been real active in the group, man. He was a good uh, he was a good find for us, and he sends us some stuff too. I really should probably pay more attention to the stuff he's sending us because he's got good 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 taste. Does he send us stuff? Oh. He's, we got some promo stuff. I mean, we're in his pro. We're on his promo list. Oh, in the, in, like the, in, the email, in the email, yeah, you mean? In the yeah, email, I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you meant physical stuff. Um, psychotic skate punk and pub thrash band from Sydney. There you go. His coffin. Their album was called Australia Stops, and uh, yeah, I've listened to it. It's pretty. It's pretty damn good. I've only listened to it once, I think. But it's, oh, uh, I better, good. I got. Yeah. I really should just carry a list around where I'm like, what I should listen to because tomorrow when I go on Spotify, I'll be like. Well, I guess I'll listen to Forbidden or Exodus or something. I should, just, <laughs> I should have a list of the stuff. Yeah. Um, number two on his list is another band I know nothing about, Scumbag Millionaire. You know about Okay, I've, I've heard of them. They're another one. I think they're on that same label as the Oxys. I think they're on that Dead... Dead Broke? Not Dead Broke. What's oh, the dead, name of the... Deadbeat? Deadbeat Records. I think they're another Deadbeat band, yeah. Punk they, and Roll. They are not, as a matter of fact. Their first three albums were on Suburban Records, which mm-hmm. I don't know anything about. There goes that theory. Yep. They are from... Oh, they're from Sweden. There okay. you go. We do have a Swedish band. He loves his action rock, Jake. Yeah, he does. He's and he, he In his email to me, he said they sound very much like the Backyard Babies and the Helicopters oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So, And I did there give him go. a listen, and this, this track he sent was really, really good. So... Uh, <laughs> the discogs right up is great enraged and fast moving cooking with gas and grooving punk rock from Gothenburg Sweden there you go so there you gotta be if you live in Gothenburg you gotta be good right I guess so that album was called All Time Low and at number one on his list and he might be a little bit biased he has the Oxys <laughs> with Generation Irrelevant his good friend uh, Jason it's a great record yeah. I mean yeah. it, it is a good record know. yeah it is a very well, good one. And I read a review of it in Razor Cake. They also thought very highly of it. So, yeah. Um, I gave a good review for it. That's good enough for me, of course. Um, I mean, we didn't actually make a list, but if we did, like our top three are, I mean, I'm pretty th- sure our top three are, are like lower class brats, the Oxys, and probably territory oh you mean you mean a combined a combined list yeah yeah a combined list would be definitely those three bands it would be territories oxys and yeah lower class brats well we could just be glad mark senesel's lower class brats records before everybody else gets to hear it and they're gonna saw yeah maybe they'll repress it yeah you know what once again those tko records dude it's the little things right like those those lower class brats records like the inside of the jacket is glossy right and the the sleeves are so heavy duty like the inner sleeves mm-hmm. you notice that i mean it really is it's just i mean i know they do them right there i know mark does them right there at cascade but they really are nice yeah they the do records themselves yep. are nice too yeah anyway I gotta keep kissing Mark's ass and keep sending us stuff, man. I mean, it's such good. He sends us such cool stuff. Well, you'll be happy to know he's repressing a bunch more Poison Idea stuff this year, so you'll probably nice. be, you'll probably be happy with that. Yeah. I, uh, my Poison Idea record collection has really soared over the last uh, last year. Some of it he sent he sent me a couple things, and then I, but he also sort of seeded my lust for it, where Jesus. I started buying buying my buying more of it myself too. So okay, settle down, Beavis. All um, right. Oh my god! I, I, is this guy a professional wrestler? <laughs> I finally opened it. <laughs> Jesus! 
<laughs> All right. So, what song does Jake want us to play from? Did you, did you reach out to him or just pick one? I don't think I want to hear this band ever. Um, let me see. Don't be scared, Neil. Just open your open your mind and your and relax your bowels. What? Uh, what song are you gonna play? I'm gonna play uh, by Scumbag Millionaire. So yeah. you can judge these Swedish kings. You can judge them yourselves. Um, this song is called Devil Street. And it's off of the uh, 2023 album, All Time Low, uh, Jake's second best of the year. So enjoy, everybody.
right. That was the prettily named Scumbag Millionaire, which uh, comes from that movie from like 20 years ago, right? Scumdog Millionaire. Slum, I saw Slumdog, it, Slumdog yeah. Millionaire. Yeah, which was, which was a, a, a it was, fun It was fun like movie. a movie about like a Indian version of like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and the guy who wanted or something, right? Yeah, wasn't he a, wasn't he a street kid or something? Yeah, I, I, like yeah. I said, I never, I never saw it. I probably should watch it. Living in living in the river of shit. I, I should read, <laughs> you know, I probably should watch some better movies, but I'm just, there's just so many great 80s horror movies. I don't really need to move on. I don't feel like... You're just watching all Danzig's movies, aren't you? Admit it. <laughs> Danzig's like softcore porn. Like, <laughs> I, so I've never seen any of Danzig's movies, but there's the first one he made, which was like a compilation. It was like a Friday Night kind of thing with like three different... Not Friday Night. What was the one that... Like a Tales from the Crypt or something. It had three different stories. Yeah. And, it, and, yeah. and I've, I've watched like extended reviews of it and just how brutally bad they are and how all the actresses seem to be like porn stars or just <laughs> random hookers off the streets or something with no acting ability at all and just how... It's just basically like softcore, like snuff porn or something. I don't know. One of my favorite memories of the of the last uh, the, the, those bad days of punk news towards the end was when you oh actually you'd already joined this podcast but when uh, <laughs> when John when they were accusing you of being sexist or something. I mean, while John was was defending dancing yeah, horny dancing movies horny grandpa yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that was funny. Uh, he got him yeah. into a pretzel. Okay, so uh, that was Jake's list. Thank you, Jake. Um, staying with the Australian theme, our good friend uh, Matt Matt LaRock or Matt Lindsay from Australia uh, wrote in and sent he's rocking or not. And sent in his top ten list. And I have to say, it's very jingoistic because it's almost all Australian bands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but fun. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of weird. Um, so at number ten on Matt's list, he has actually one band I had on my list. Uh, number ten, um, Cyanide Pills from Leeds. Yeah, but it's another one I gotta check out. And the album was soundtrack to the new Cold War. Uh, good album. And Matt says, like Buzzcocks on crack. I like it because it's how pop punk should be. Funny and catchy with brilliantly sarcastic lyrics. So, uh, hmm. that was num- number 10. And number 9, he has a band called Diesel Boy. Do you know Diesel Boy? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're old school. They just put a fr- first album in like 20 years. Now, were they funny, the US dirty, from the US? Dirty, you know, adolescent punk. Okay. He says old but still cranking out great tunes. Gives us all gives us all gives all us cranky old codgers hope. Totally nostalgic, taking me back to the nineties melodic hardcore heydays. So that was number nine. Number eight is his first Australian band, uh, a band called The Decline, which I've never heard of. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Oh you know them? Oh yeah, they've been around for a long time too. Oh well, maybe it might be. I, mean, a different I don't know. Band. A ton, I don't know a ton. I don't know a ton about them, but I, I do. I, I'm aware of them. Yes, might be a different band because he says they're young. Um, to decline, magical huh. misery tour, a revelation. I must admit, I'm not really familiar with these young guys from Perth, but this is a cracker. Sounds like yeah, that must Aust- be a different band. Then sounds like an Australian. No use for a name. Maybe not your huh. cup of tea, but I bet there's a large percentage of your listeners giving this one a spin. So there you go. That was number eight. At number seven. Private function, hello asshole. Let's get past the silly naming convention and shithouse cover. <laughs> this is a great collection of diverse and yes, derivative punk metal compositions. It's been on high rotation all bloody year. Can't wait to see them live again. Yeah, I, I did love that record. Did they? What if they toured the states? 
Uh, well, they were supposed to tour. Oh, no, that was Clowns. Never mind. I say, because a lot of people like them. Be... Yeah, that was supposed to be Clowns, and they cancelled because of COVID. Um, all right, so number six, he has that Coffin Band. Children. Okay, so the decline, you know, it, yes. it, they 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 formed in two thousand five. Oh wow! So they're not young kids then. Well, compared to us, but not compared well, to us. Yes, <laughs> everybody's young to me, except for Charlie Harper. Yeah, <laughs> and even you and he are peers, if we're being honest. Oh fuck off! I'm not that old. <laughs> even though it is my birthday tomorrow. I know, and I was going to mention I'm saving that for the end. Stop yeah. it! Don't. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Um, it looks like there's a few bands called The Decline. Oh. Yeah, there's an American punk rock band from Long Beach called The Decline. That's, that must be the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that must be the one you're thinking of. Uh, I don't even see the Australian one here. Well, like I said, they're from Perth or something. When I'm a complete going off the track like we always do. Um, so, no effects have an album called The Decline. Yeah, it's like a one song, one 20-minute song. What the fuck was that? I was listening to uh, On the Way Into Work the other morning. What is it? It's seven halfway decent songs stuck together to make one miserable 20-minute song. I was I was listening to Sirius. People love that, people, people love that song, Neil. It, it, it's a well-done thing, but I mean... Wow, I thought it was one of the worst things I'd ever heard. It's a twenty-minute song. It was absolutely horrible. I was listening. I was listening to it on the way to work and uh, on on Sirius, and the first two minutes were so bad, I turned it off and put something <laughs> came else back on. Fifteen minutes later, came back five minutes later. It was still on. Turned it off again and came back ten minutes later, and it was still fucking on. I thought it was a joke. I it's part of the universe's plan to just absolutely terrorize you, Neil. Just I, irritate the piss out of you. What the fuck are they doing? It, dude, this for one thing, it's like ten years, fifteen years old. I mean, it's not like they just put this out. It was the first time I'd heard it. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of people will disagree with you, but who cares? It, it just wasn't. It wasn't well done. It was like they weren't good enough musicians to hold this together. It was just fucking. Yeah, it was I, awful. I, I don't know. I think a couple of them are pretty good musicians. Anyway, it doesn't uh, matter. Anyway, okay. So sorry. Sorry. <laughs> number six on his list is Coffin. With I guess we won't be stuff. getting that NoFX interview while they finish their forty-year career. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. You know, some of their stuff's fine, but that was just a fucking bad misstep. That was. Uh, that was almost sound. But people love there. it. Like I said, people love it, dude. Yeah, people like fucking Miley Cyrus too. That's true. Um, I'm going back. I'm sorry. Number six, Coffin. Australia stops. Masculine, guitar-driven, Aussie punk classic. The sounds. The singer sounds like an Aussie Lemmy. I don't know about that. Should probably be more higher. or less masculine than the guy with no shirt that I seen pictures of. <laughs> okay. us the Barber Beefcake over there. Um, <laughs> on number five, he has an, well, an old school band, Hard Ons. Oh yeah, great Australian band. Yeah. yeah. Ripper Twenty Three. Um, he says, I admit this was a slow burn, but it's become a favorite. I first thought new lead vocalist Tim had brought too much UMI, his other and very popular band, into hmm. the mix. But what this does is make for a very unique classic Australian punk rock release. Huh. Okay. I don't know enough about them to... Uh, huh. huh, interesting. I just know they've been going since the late 80s, I believe, right? So hard on, slow burn. That's your big uh, takeaway. There you go. Um, gr- at number four, he has Grade Two, that band uh, from, <sighs> from England. No, from- okay. What did he say the album was? Huh? What did he say the album was? What the, the hard ons album? No, the Grade Two. What's the album? It's called Grade Two. It's all oh, okay. So yeah. okay. So yeah. the other one, the other guy at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, he says, didn't know much about these guys, but loved this one straight out of the gate as soon as I heard it. Street Punk Attitude sounds to me like a combination of early Good Rancid, Bouncing Souls, and Dropkick Murphys. This is what I wish the Bouncing Souls should release. Hmm. And that was another thing with Man, that I guess album. I better give, that another, give them another chance. No, I, I said I, it was the vocals that, that bothered me, and it was that, but also, much like that Private Function record, it's like every track sounded just like somebody else. Um, huh. You know, they had like a Bouncing Souls sounding track, and then they had like a Rancid sounding track, and then all oh. all held together by a guy with an annoying voice. <laughs> so, huh. so, oh, there you go. so, yeah. Um, anyway, so now we get to his top three, and again, all these are Australian bands. So we think in his top ten, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Australian bands in his huh. top ten. Um, number three is Civic, Taken by Force. How is this not number one? Came out early in 2023 and was the one to beat for my mind. This will become known as an Australian punk classic. Primal, Stooges-esque, surf-infected punk rock. All this and it's in third place? Oh my gosh, what's still coming? Number two, Clowns, Endless. This is effing awesome. All killer. A punk metal masterpiece with more hooks than a fish massacre. (laughs) Very good. Offensive punk. Pissing off the right people. Telling his date no one in their family is safe. He'll fuck your sister, your mum, or your dad. Can't wait to see these guys live in early 24. One of my favorites. I do not support that position. But anyway. (laughs) He's Australian. What do you want? I guess. They're animals. Now, number one on his list. This band I'd never fucking heard of before. Okay. And the number one. ACDC? The Unknowns. The band is. uh, The album is called East Coast Low. And he says, discovered this band this year with this release. It just reminded me of why I first got into punk rock. It sounds exciting like those first few tapes you swapped with your mates. Like the first time I heard Cosmic Psychos or the Hard-Ons on a cheap ghetto blaster. The overall sonic production is lo-fi, but it still sounds modern, crystal clear, and fresh. It left me wanting more each listen. That's why this release is numero uno in the best year for punk rock in many years in my mind. In Australia. (laughs) <laughs> I guess, yes, yes. Even though there were a lot of strong Australian releases this year. I'll give yeah, no, no, yeah. No, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's listen to uh, that Unknowns band, because I don't know anything about them at all. So One, um, one or two of the guys has long hair, one of the guys has a mustache. Yeah, but they've all got mullets, I assume. A lot to overcome here. And probably like a, some like scranky-looking girl in like a bad bikini top. Uh, I don't think there was a girl. Just It looks like a like a band like that had a band going in the 70s and then punk hit and they decided to be a punk band ah okay leather jackets longer hair mm-hmm. porno stash porno stash one guy might have some kind of an ascot talking about porno stash we eventually saw the uh the long fabled uh, photo of uh of a, of a tom trauma with hair oh it's, it sucks too because i only had a mustache <laughs> for such a short period of time tom with long hair and uh, porno stash. It was classic. It wasn't. I couldn't grow very good back in those days. I, I could get a much more killer porno stash now. That was uh, that was my wife's graduation party. I have to say, it looked. So like that would have been the summer of 1991. It looked like you'd kidnapped her. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it, it didn't look. Still right. does though, doesn't it? It does, kind of. I got lucky. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so let's hear the unknowns with uh, Shut Down off of the album East Coast Low. Shut 
All right, that was the band The Unknowns from Australia with uh, Shut Down off of their number one album of the year for Matt. That was the album East Coast Low. So, uh, yeah, some unusual stuff from Australia there. All right, down to our last two. Um, This next list is Jeff Greenberg. Remind me. We haven't had Jeff on. But I know he's a regular listener, and he's at, he's kind of active on the Facebook page. But he is definitely a guy who listens to the more crunchy. Like yeah. he's he listens to more punk music than we do. Like yeah. I mean, like real like crusty, crappy kind of anarcho punk rock stuff. Yeah, for sure. Because I didn't recognize over half the stuff on this list. <laughs> but anyway, Jeff, we appreciate your contributions. I notice even if Neil doesn't. So maybe episode three hundred, you'll have to come on and play us a real scronky track or something oh for sure um no and i do i appreciate the fact that the, see this shows how wide-ranging punk rock is really right yeah it really it's, does because i mean yeah there's so few so little overlap with right. yeah it's it's interesting yeah i don't think there's uh even you and i are less i mean we have a few common things but right. i mean it's not you think the amount of i mean we're like an old married couple you think we'd have the same list or something but we really don't you right. know yeah it's because mine's good and yours is terrible as well yeah whatever because you <laughs> i uh, you know, it's 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 funny. You know, the older I get, it, it, I, I'm not forcing myself. You know, like like if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I mean, it's not like if something's right there, I'll give it a couple spins maybe. But it's like, why waste your time? I mean, I already you and I both, you know, we have more records than we need for the rest of our lives. That's sad, isn't it? I was when I was rearranging my records yesterday, which is what I did on my day off on New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, so I was running out of space, but I was looking at some of these, thinking I will probably I will probably never play this again before I die. Yeah. Well, and, and, weird, and it, it? it really is like, yeah, it, does, it is It is kind of heavy. It makes you wonder if you should start getting rid of it now and just, like, I mean, get down to, like, the 200 records that you want to live listen to for the next 20 years. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just, it, it, it's 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 funny, you know, and, and you're 10 years ahead of me, probably. You know, I started buying records, tapes. I got records first, I think, and tapes. Like, I got this, like, paper route like a two-day-a-week paper route, and that was the, what I spent my money on going back to when I was a little kid. So I've been collecting records for, you know, it's not 40 years, but it's pushing 40 years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no matter what else changes, that's always been there. So it's it's almost more like a... It's not something I need to do anymore, but I still love to do it. You know, it's just like a... It's like something that, no matter how much my, how much my life changes, I have that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 45 years for me, yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah it's it's anyway keep sending us your records we'll anyway, find play, we'll find room for them keep sending us your records it's fine <laughs> that was a de- depressing things to think about on from punk to light out. yes um, all right so number ten on his <laughs> list <laughs> number ten on Jeff's list is um, an album I, a band I'd never heard of before called Cran C R A N French oi band from Paris okay so there you go a lot of a lot of friends yeah he likes yeah i think a lot of uh, foreign stuff in your yeah. so the album is called nate i believe let me see if wow. i have the right yeah the album is called nate it looks like their only album at least on discogs it is um Cran and nate wow nate. that is yep. that is really gonna grab you so that was number 10 and number nine he has imploders we heard them somewhere else was it adam i believe adam had imploders on his list yes okay um, so if Adam had him in his list, that means they must be some kind of weird Canadian. 
weird Canadian. Because I mean, you you talked yeah. you talked about the Australian guy guy being jingoistic. Adam literally picked ten Canadian bands. But that's because what he does. I don't think he listens to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. I think if you're Aust- if you're Canadian, you have to when only listen. To what if you're like an American band, but one of your guys lived in Canada for a few years? That counts. Okay. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the rules were. So, um, yeah, Imploders, the album is self-titled. That was number nine on his list. Um, number eight, I actually had this under consideration. No, that had to be number eight, because you already, you already said two different... No, I said Cran was the Cran. album. Cran was the yep. band. Nate yep. was their album. Yeah. And then Imploders. I swear there's not... Okay, forget it. I'm losing it. Yeah. Um, and number eight, he has uh, the, an English oi band called Crown Court. Okay, don't know them either. Um, I do, and I might have even played them on the show before. At least I've talked about them. They're one of these <laughs> new wave of uh, British oi bands with ter- okay. with terror up. Um, yeah, Crown Courts. The album is called Heavy Manners. It's from London. Uh, they formed in 2013, so they've been doing this for a while. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, number seven. Uh, the uh, the band is called Mess, I believe. Do you know these guys? I, I know that name. I yeah. don't know if I know them or not. But okay. I, I don't know if I know their music, but I know their name. Mess. Yeah, I don't know anything about them, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find them on Discogs, because there's like a thousand bands called Mess. Ah, uh, yes. So, What's uh, the album? The album is called Under Attack. Oh, Mess. Yeah. Rapper keep, who lives in keep, Germany. I don't think that's it. You keep reading. I'll see what I can find. Okay. Uh, number six, uh, Rancid. Tomorrow never comes, so there you go. One that okay. one that we there's, do have on our list anyway. There's his uh is uh yes his yeah attempt at something a little more commercial. Yes. Yeah. Um. And oh, okay, mess. Well, I found it. Punk oi band from Mexico. Guadalajara, Mexico. <laughs> Man, he's all over the world. Dude, their album is two hundred and fifty Mexican. What is that like? Ten cents? Or is it more than that? <laughs> I don't, July 31st, 20, yeah. I don't know. Um, but man, he is all over the place. He's all he's France, he's out England. What the hell is a Mexican? What's that? France, yeah, no, sorry, Mexico, England. He's all over the place. Okay. Um, number five, a band called Taxters. Have you ever heard of these guys? Uh-uh. Let's see what... This is an oi band from somewhere else in the world. I've changed my mind. I don't think we should read this list. It's, 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 it's like a poser exposer here. <laughs> a poser exposer. I love it. We're that's being a, exposed. Dude, that's a great name for a band. Poser exposer. <laughs> I think there already is a band named that or a song or something. Um. Okay, so taxes don't even, do not even show up in Discogs. <laughs> so this one you, is... The only place you can buy their cassette is out of their mom's trunk. <laughs> Either that or they're so hard that they they don't uh, they don't actually put out records. Um, so anyway, if you can find Taxters, good luck. Good luck to you. Maybe Jeff can write us in and tell us about them. Um, number four, Rat Cage, Savage Visions. Mm. Um, Ricky had this on his list. Did he? I was going to say I don't know that. He one did. Um, Rat Cage. Um, Let's see. I think the album. Yeah, the album's called Savage Visions, and it's on that La Vida Es Un something or other weird label. <laughs> that we weird, did our research. Yeah, weird, weird label. But I did. I did listen to this once. It's too. It's too hardcore for me. It's not my thing at all. Okay. But uh, yeah, a couple of people really like rap. Well, comes out of the vocals with that kind of music, doesn't it? It's just it, if the vocals are too much, like. <sighs> 
I, you know, I, I have to admit, as I get older, melody does it for me. I have to listen to melody. I, I just do. There has to be some melody there. Oh, boy. Dude, <laughs> like, Rat, Rat Cage is a Rat Man solo project. <laughs> One man stand against the world. Um, okay, so La we, vida es un moose. See, there you go. I don't know what that means. The life is uh, something huh. mess, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Um, at number three. So, we've done Mexico, we've done France, we've done England, we've done America. The next band is from Finland. Hmm. So, I'm going to completely... Always uh, some good, like, crusty stuff from Finland. So, the band appears to be called Tikeri, T-I-I-K-E-R-I. Hmm. And, uh, if you think he likes Caesars, he's just trying to make us look like jerks. I don't know. He says, Jeff, what are you doing here? Punk rock band from Turku, Finland, influenced <laughs> by classic Finnish punk rock bands like Ratsia and Kola Kastatada. Of course. Yes, <laughs> but also yeah, UK punk like the Buzzcocks and the Adverts. So Interesting. <laughs> there you go. Boy, how do you put all that together? I don't know. The album is called Punk Rock Pamaus. <laughs> Wow. What the fuck is going on here? All right. Dude, Jeff, man, you've taken Push it through, task. yo. Push it through. Yes. Oh, and then, and then number two. How did you pick a song out of this? I cannot wait to hear the thought process of picking a song number, out of this. Wow. At number two, we have uh, Civic, so an Australian band. Oh, he's taking this all around the world. Let's face yeah. it. He's, he's yeah. doing... Well, and that, you, do I sort of admire that? Because I oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely an American punk guy. I mean, I, I, I like some English stuff and some Australian stuff, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. I like my English, man. I want to hear English when I hear singing. I can't wait to yes yeah, hear some of these Finnish vocals. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're great. <laughs> um, with a, a, a sick vi- sick vicious on on bass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Civic was number two on his list. We all know Civic, and then at number one on his list, he has Homefront from Canada. Again, yeah, uh, games of power. Yeah, this is. Uh, I better listen. See, it's another. I better listen to this, man, because I I do think Jeff's got some interesting taste you know mm-hmm. it's not exactly aligned with mine but he seems to know the heavy stuff pretty good so yeah well you're gonna get a chance because i am gonna play a song by that home front album right now this song is called faded state and it's off of the album games of power uh which is jeff's number one for this year from Homefront. so yeah let's uh let's give this a listen it's really good i heard it today and i really really enjoyed it so uh give it a listen
All right, that was Homefront with Faded State off of the album Games of Power, which was Jeff Greenberg's number one album of the year. So, yeah, it was a good one. Okay, we're on our last list. This is the last one. Who are we down to? Who's the lucky winner? Pete Vincelli. Oh, our, our buddy Pete. Okay, from yeah. it was in the Fullers, and now he plays in the Burt Mill Ghosts. Burt Mill Ghost, yes. He's supposed from, to have an album coming out next year. From New Jersey, correct? He is from New yes, Jersey. Yes. He's a, yeah, he's a... Is it a goomba? I asked him if he yeah. asked him if he'd ever left a horse head in somebody's bed, and he said it's none of your business. And I said, okay. Did you say a horse head or a horse head? Whatever. <laughs> Either one. What am I, a scientist? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, Pete's been a good pal to us. You know, of course, he and I worked together. Worked together. We wrote together Punk News, and uh, yeah, we kept in touch. And uh, we—it's funny, you know—we've made we've made some connections, like our pals and good men doing nothing have become friends with pete and his pals and i think a lot of it is definitely we've we've made some connections we've connected some people through this podcast which is is nice makes me feel good we have we have we're gonna gonna get that we're gonna get the first tour for that finish that finish uh (laughs) finished black metal band is gonna be opening for pizza burnt mill ghosts um yeah we could have a full a full world tour with some of these bands that were on jeff's list yeah um all right, so Pete's list, number 10. And again, this is stuff that isn't on anybody else's list. Um, he has the Apers. Oh, yeah. Heather talked about them. I mean, are they, were they German, Austrian, or something like that? They're, they're European. Pop punk. They're good. They are the Apers. Yeah, they're one of those classic. Uh, yeah. From the Netherlands, I believe, actually, from Rotterdam. I See, I think. Okay, see, that sounds sorry. I, I think the pop punk bands in Europe, I always defend them because they stick more to the Ramones thing as opposed to like a sum 41 or some or like freaking simple plan or something here in the united states that makes you want to jam a pencil in your ear you know yeah well there you go just keep it simple stupid keep it simple stupid exactly so um now he has this album called surprise and i don't even see this on discogs so i don't know is it a compilation perhaps it's the apers that's what he said the apers the album surprise yeah I don't know. Um, interesting, Pete. Did you did you cheat and put something else, or did I read this wrong and it wasn't the Apers at all? Uh, hmm. Surprise! The Apers Monster Zero Bandcamp. Yeah, I guess it was. I guess this huh. released April first, twenty twenty three. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there maybe. You. Yeah. Okay. So that was number ten. Number nine, Diesel Boy. That was uh, we just talked about that. Oh, that was no. on. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, on yeah. Diesel Boy gets old. Who who had that on the list? Matt. The Australian. Matt, it was like one okay. of his one of yep. his American bands that crept in. I think yeah, American. Right. Ours, I'm not even sure. Yep. So at number eight, he has Tight Wire, Head Full okay. of Snakes, which yeah, it's a, that was a, that was a good record. It was solid it was. pop punk record. Yeah. Um, Dark. Number ten, nine, eight, seven. Pew, pew, pew. Why another band? A lot of people seem to like that. I just it's not for me. Yeah, I, I say <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> 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 hey man. Um with the album the album is called Sick Days, I believe. Um so that was that was his. Um number six on his list, he has Territories with Colder okay. Now. And probably if we combined all these lists, I would see Territories might be fucking ra- Territories yeah, or Rancid might be. They're definitely one. getting a spot, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, so here it comes, one of his New Jersey buddies at number five, Bouncing Souls. Someone had to put that album on there. He um I think they work with uh, Pete, the guitar player. Bounce Souls has a studio. I think they work work with them. I think you are correct. Yeah, 
I mean, listen, a lot of them on my list were on our podcast. It's fine. You're yeah. allowed to weigh it however you want. Yeah. The album was called Ten Stories High. His number one his number one pick is actually a mafia-connected band that he was afraid if he didn't put him number one, they would <laughs> put a horse head in his bed. No, the funny thing is, his number one album is another Australian band, which didn't make any of the other Australian lists. All right. Which is I don't, interesting. Want, to, I don't yeah. want to ruin it. Was it yeah. Bennett work? Yeah. Yes. And midnight Oil. That was Midnight Oil. Yeah, it's Midnight Oil. That big midnight Oil's got another singer. album about how they need to give Australia back the Everages. All right. Down where the river broke. The dead wood and the <laughs> desert oak. A lot, um, of singing, a lot of singing from us tonight. That's, uh, that's well, a big bonus, man. You got to do it. You got to do when it. You, listen, guys, when you're writing your checks, remember. Watch us. We're going to cease singing. and desist from fucking Midnight Oil now. <laughs> <laughs> a big bald guy. <laughs> bald fucking goon. <laughs> Oh, All right, so Bouncing Souls, 10 Stories High, which I listened to and I didn't think it was very good, to be honest. But there we go. Um, that's just me. Yeah, Num- Bouncing Souls are rich and famous. They don't care. Number four. So, uh, remind me about that when we're done here, because I've got to talk about that in a second. Uh, number four, Snuff. Okay, another old even- English kind of poppy punk band. Yeah, I didn't even know they were still going. Um, but there you go. Yeah, and I didn't know they put on album, that's for sure. The album, the album is very cleverly titled, Come and Have a Go If You Think You're Wreck Man Enough. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which, I don't know if you know that, but that a was classical like classical Russian composer? Yeah, but it's an, Eng- it's an English soccer chant, which normally went, Come and Have a Go If You Think You're Hard Enough. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, come and Have a Go If You Think You're Wreck Man Enough. Well, it's enough. funny that's, that's yeah, that's, that's, I guess, I don't know. Yes. Yes, very good. You know, like like uh, like Nigel Tufnell said from Final Tap. There's a fine line between you know clever and, and stupid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So snuff being around since jeez uh, the late eighties. Yeah, they've been around forever. I, I think it's just one guy mostly, but I might be wrong about that too. Fuck, so. they have a shit ton of records. Yeah, a lot of them have horrible names too. Like they got like they got like twenty albums and horrible names. Uh, yeah, I guess. This uh, greasy hair makes money. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> um, e- well, they got a couple of guys that have been with them for a while. It looks like. Okay. Anyway, not that it matters. Okay, so snuff with a uh, number four, number three, Mercy Music, who I've never heard of before. How about you? I have. You know, Alan or Doctor Disc, uh, the world famous Doctor Disc, gave me one of their records because he has a connection to the label it's it's kind of uh yeah sincere rock and roll punk stuff it's not bad it's good it's good it's good stuff okay the album i mean is- it's not it's not hard punk by any stretch of the imagination but it's cool the album is called what you stand to lose by this mercy music folks number two billy liar crisis actor okay billy liar is a scottish singer songwriter i thought he was more of a folky guy but this is a full band record i have have this record i have not listened to it much i need to listen to it more i don't dislike it i don't know if you'd like it or not neil it might be a little too uh, sincere for you but because uh, i remember when i when i said that i liked that lenny lashley record i took quite a beating from you bastards <laughs> that was fucking terrible yes indeed. it's in the same league with that it's it's like frank like you know frank turner sings on one of the songs it's sort of along the lines of that you know, Neil, if you could take Billy Bragg and take away all like the the political shenanigans and all the sort of the poverty posturing that he does, you know, it's like that. Could you listen to the music if he didn't despise him so much? Yeah, probably a little bit. No, I did. And actually, that's, that's what I would say. This is. This I kind of, did see same. him. I saw Billy Liar at uh, that one year. I went down to Fest. 
Okay. He was playing, was he playing by himself, or was he, he playing with the band? No, he was. He was playing by himself, and he was playing at like a free thing at a pizza house at a pizza place. Did you like him, or was it night for you? Um, it was okay because I like the last. The last record was on Red Scare's first record. Actually, I don't even know if it was his first record. His last record was on Red Scare, and I, I really enjoyed it for the most part. The new ones on Pirates Press, full band. I went and actually talked to him after the show because he did a song about a breakup, and I was just coming off my bad breakup, and I told him how much I enjoyed it, and he said, "Thank you. Do you want to give me some money?" Basically. <laughs> He said thank you. Because he, he was passing he was passing the hats around. Oh nice. So uh yeah, that was that was pretty funny, but there we go. He was like, I'm pretty broke at the moment. I got one dollar I can spare. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I, I couldn't afford to get into the regular fest shows. I'm gonna see you at a pizza place. So what there do you, you think? Go. You think I have a lot of money? Um, go, there we go. That's his number two on his list, uh Crisis Actor by Billy Liar. I, I, I intend to listen to that more in the new year. And number one on his list. Australian band who I never really wanted to play, but there we go. Frenzel Romb. Oh, they're cool. Frenzel Romb's cool. Are they? They got a bad name, but they're cool. Okay. Classic Australian band, but you know, I think Pete's involved. Pete's involved with that. I don't even know how it's pronounced. It's like S B A M Records. Spam. Yeah. They're out of uh, Germany or something, and I think so. I think he gets a lot. Ends up probably getting a lot of those records, like promo stuff so you know maybe here's some stuff that we haven't heard so the album is called the cup of pestilence and i do yep. find it interesting that uh that matt wouldn't have put these guys on his very pro australian list maybe you missed it dude you can only put so many on your top yeah. 10 you know now the reason i was turned off of these guys a long time ago they did a song that was bashing johnny ramon for being right wing so as far oh, as i'm right? concerned they can fuck off but and the um, one guy does have dreads Oh, gee, white boy dreads is nothing worse. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! You're yeah. culturally appropriating and then slamming Johnny Ramon. Yeah, um, and I I did listen to the, the track he suggested. I did listen to it. I, it surprised me. I thought it was going to be they were going to be much harsher and much more hardcore than this. It's actually very pop punky. Yeah, it's, it's pop not, punk. Yeah. yeah, it's not uh, a little, little bit of it, like what you call skate punk, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. So the album is called The Cup of Pestilence, and he chose the track Those People. So uh, here we go. Is it Frenzel Romb? Is that how you say it? Frenzel Romb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So there. Anyway, this is those people by those guys.
call those cunts those people Yeah, when you said you can't call those people cunts Well, you can't call those cunts You can't call those cunts those people 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 it's funny, you know, everybody loves to bash. It, it, punks have become such commies for the most part. So they love to bash Johnny Rickbone, you know, because he was anti-communist or whatever. But the truth of the matter is his politics were pretty damn reasonable by today's standards. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. When you look at all the craziness of the politics, <laughs> the whole Ronald Reagan thing, as much as people hated him at the time, it's like, well, he was much more sensible than anybody who followed him. So anyway. So know. so those were eight lists. Um, thank you, everybody, for sending those in. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. There was a wide variety of stuff. Again, showing how wide punk rock is, right? From pop punk yeah. to, to hardcore stuff to all over the world. Um, you know, pre, almost every continent was uh, on there. Uh, that's pretty fucking good, man. That's, that's pretty good. Mm. I like that. Um... Punk Till I Die, 77 at Gmail. Yeah. Punk Till uh, I Die podcast on Facebook. For new listeners, because we did pick up a bunch of new people on the Facebook group. I don't know if any of them are listening. I don't even know if any of them are going to listen. But if you do, just know that if you would like some of our stickers, just email us at yeah, punk till I die 77 at Gmail, and we will send you stickers. Or Messenger. You can Messenger us, too, yeah. at Punk Till I Die. If you Messenger yep. us on Facebook, it might take us a little longer to see it, but we'll, we'll be back to you. Just send us your address, and we'll send them out free of charge, gratis, you know, and then you can... For a little bit more, I guess. So at least all, my stamps run out. All he would say, yeah, because Tom kind of holds stamps, even though he's in the sewer. Um, <laughs> all I would say is, half, buddy. if you stick him up in a record store or at a venue or something, take a photograph of it and send it to us. Yeah. That's that's all we would ask for. Matter of fact, we have a few people who are just like ambassadors who just like I send them five, six at a time because I know they stick them places. And if you want to be one of those people, yeah, I'm not going to send you six of them so you can put them all on your lunchbox. <laughs> But if you want to, uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, I think I can get five easily. I, five, I think, is like the one stamp thing. You know, I, I usually I usually send two. You know, if you ask for, for stickers, I'm going to send you two. Yeah, I send two or three normally, yeah. But if you're going to go, uh, we used to have little tiny ones, so then I'd send one big one, one little one, or something. But I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, if you want to do that, that's cool. If, <laughs> if you just want to stick it on your uh, laptop or something, that's cool, too. So the, I, I know we're pretty much close to finishing up. Um, oh, I'm done, buddy. I'm there, done. There was, I'm there, was some other, there was some other things I wanted to talk about, but we, we can save that till next time. But the one thing That's I awesome. wanted to say was, as I was listening to Sirius on the car on the way home yesterday, I was listening to Faction Punk, which is, I yep. think, at Channel 314. Um, okay. They had, what did it, what's it called? Six Strings of Punk! And where they okay. get, like, a punk uh, person, and I got punk in uh, quotation marks there, um, to... to to uh, do an introduction of six songs that got them into the genre or whatever. Mm. And yesterday was uh, that dude, Jeff Rosenstock. I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, he's he, like, he was hugely popular with like, the punk dudes crowd. I am not into his music, but he seems like a pretty good dude. Well, for judging from this, you would not think so, because he was making me fucking pull my hair out. Um, <laughs> if, he, if he could have mentioned toxic masculinity and... Uh, oh, he's virtue signaling. And anxiety attacks. Players. Anxiety attacks uh. one more time. It was fucking... It was so fucking annoying to listen to. And the six songs he picked... They couldn't have been. They couldn't have been worse. <laughs> it was fucking. It was fucking awful. Mm. Um, 
couple of ska punk songs, a couple of you know some woman. So you're saying we should do uh we should do a, the six songs that got you into punk. That's not a bad idea, actually, is it? Maybe yeah. maybe five. That I think that's an awesome idea, but that wasn't my why I brought this up. It was a Jeff sure Rosenstock. Sounds like a complete douchebag, and then. Um, I looked him up because I was like, I don't know anything about this dude. Why is he even on here? And the, from the first things that came up was, how much is Jeff Rosenstock's net worth? And it says it's between one and five million dollars. I never believe that stuff because I know could, people. They say that about, and they have no money. How could that? I don't be believe true? that for a second. How what was that, his band? Was he behind the music industry? On the music his, industry, yeah. Because they were, yeah, they were like a, a an Asian man band. They did pretty well, probably in the in the maybe early 2000s but they didn't make any serious money yeah i mean I, dude i see that like i said i see that all the time i see these like well oh, net worth is 15 million dollars i'm like I, I know that's not true yeah so I, and, and anyway one of the one of the bands he played was a band called mu330 is that what you yeah they're another they're a sky band right fucking horrible they're on they were on asian man too yeah that was one of the that was one of the toxic Railed against toxic. It's masculinity. funny, man. I love I love Mike Park from Asian Man, but I I generally am not really in step with his bands. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's a good thought, Neil. That's a potential episode. You know, what I th- where I thought you were going to go was you're talking about like six strings or whatever. Where where you know Uncle Marv, this is one of his ideas was like you guys should talk about who's the greatest guitar player in punk or like have like a. Like, like talk about who's the best guitar player punker so there are, or maybe we could do like the dream band you know that like people do the dream band thing like you know you get a bass player and you get two guitar players and you get a singer and you get a drummer you know you put together your dream band hmm. that might that might be a fun idea for a future episode too hmm. maybe we'll have uh, uncle marv on to come and give us, give us his it'd be like keith moon on drums <laughs> yeah yeah Anyway, it's funny. No, I, I think it is. I think that could be kind of a fun idea. It could generate some conversation, that's for sure. Talking of Keith Moon, one of the last episodes of Stern I heard before I got thrown off of because I had the free version of Sirius, yeah. um, and I can't get it anymore because it's super expensive to, to get to Stern. Um, but he had, uh, yeah, what's his name? I was going to say, Rich- not Keith Moon. Yeah, I had Keith Richards on. Okay, really? Um, and they were talking about drummers. And uh, Keith Richards was full of praise for Ringo Starr. But he kind of dissed Keith Moon a lot. He said all Keith Moon really? could, could do was that, you know, all over the place thing. He couldn't keep a simple beat, which uh. I thought was super interesting because normal people, you know, they fall all over themselves towards Keith Moon. So I thought yeah. that was very interesting, actually. Keith Moon and the guy from Zeppelin. Those are the two that everybody, uh, John Bond. John Bond. Those are the yeah. two that everybody. But he was full I mean, of, he was full of praise for Ringo Starr because he said what he was did. The, what was the old joke? You know, people, the joke was is Ringo the best drummer? And the old and the punchline was Ringo's not even the best drummer of the Beatles. Well, like didn't McCartney play and play a bunch of drums on the? Supposedly, yeah. But you know, I, I, hey, if Keith Richards says it, I guess he was known. He's he's oh yeah, with all sure those he bands. A, he has a great memory. Yeah, no, well, no, but he was he was very sure. And I've heard a couple of people say that too that Ringo just did what was needed for those songs, and he was like a human metronome, I guess. So, well, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, just so. like the guy that was in the, the drumming for the Rolling Stones was named Charlie. Was it Charlie Watts or something? What the hell was his name? Yeah, Charlie Watts. I think yeah. he died recently. Didn't yeah, he did. He died. It was yeah. a gay. Um, anyway, so Neil, you mentioned earlier, but I, 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 you know, every year I say to myself, I want to do something special for Neil's birthday, but then your birthday is right after the fricking holidays and I never, ever do anything. So once again, even this year, I do not have anything special yeah, for your thanks. birthday. So tomorrow's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Neil. I'll make a Facebook post about it. We can all, you know, make jokes about, you know, 
picking out his coffin and whatnot. Me and Charlie Harper, great. Yeah, I was exactly. actually I was actually supposed to be born on Christmas Day, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, I was. But as usual, you're a big pain in the ass, and decided <laughs> to, to do a stubborn, picture of it. Stubborn as fuck. Well, it was like the worst Christmas. It was like the worst winter in like a hundred years in England. The, the winter I was born. So maybe so I just your mom decided, just like squeeze you. Just, just like to stay inside. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. I'm not going outside. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Well, there we go. Well, so the only thing I can do for you is close your eyes. Yes, sir. Doing it. Close your eyes. Pretend that a very curvy Marilyn Monroe is sitting on your lap, 1962. <laughs> I do that most nights. Happy birthday <laughs> oh, God. to you. Happy birthday, punk president. Happy birthday to you. Now you can feel her soft, wet tongue in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, happy birthday, buddy. I'm sorry I didn't do anything special. One year I will. Maybe for your 70th. Which, you know, <laughs> screaming right screaming right up here. <laughs> okay, screaming, Steve. That sounds good. That sounds good. Thank you. You know, I, 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 thank you know, for I, that disturbing impression. It, it was easier to keep track of our ages when we had a nice round number. Now we're starting to get into some different numbers. But yeah. Oh well. All I'll say is now just two years away from retirement, you know. Oh man, that's a dream. I hope I'm 15 years away from retirement. Yeah, that's if I took. That's if I did it at 63, which I don't think I'll do. I uh, I'm, I hope I hope I can do 65, but we'll see. Dude, I might be in line for a promotion. Sometime. There you go. Yeah, nice. yeah see, I only, it only took 60 odd years. <laughs> there you go. I might uh, maybe we'll get signed to serious like Joe Rogan, and we can they'll pay us billions of dollars for our podcast. In, indeed, and then I can, that would be pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be good. We can help spread various conspiracy theories. That'd be good. <laughs> sure. I'm down with it. Whatever. You pay me the money, I'll, I'll spread it. Spread Government's it, been doing it for years. Yeah. Government's been lying to us for years. You might as well pay us to lie to you. Hey, so what? Do you, you do have Sirius? No, I had it years ago when I was driving a lot more truck. When okay. I was doing the, the. Before I started the sewer, when I was doing a lot of truck driving i had it and uh, i was such a big howard fan you know howard never went back i don't think he ever went back to the studio like during covid he didn't lose leave his apartment for like two years oh dear i think dude's, dude's lost his edge man yeah well I mean, he I mean, still has his, still has his moments but yeah it was still it was still funny but like i say they i got it free for three months and then you know i i, I signed on for the cheapest like 2.99 a month or something the cheapest yeah. one and of course you don't i didn't know that wasn't in the small print but you don't get howard for that yeah you get the basic so the, the thing the thing with howard i loved him on satellite too don't get me wrong it was funny but part of the fun was having to work around the restrictions of radio yeah you know what I mean? Sort of the, yep. you know, not to sound like my grandpa, but, you know, back in my day, a girl could do more with the nuke of her eye than all these topless chicks running around now. You know what I mean? There is something to be said about the sort of the, the mystique. you know, leaving things to the imagination. Yes, That's sir. right. You I know, mean. it's it's like, it's like, you know, Neil, like we talked about when we were kids, like you'd find a porno bag in a bush or something and you'd like uh, yeah. take it home and you'd guard this thing like it was, like it was, you know, like a holy scripture or something. You just take such good care of this thing because it was so hard to get. And now, you know, our kids can just watch like bestiality videos easily, you know, so it's just, it's a weird world. It is a weird world, Tom. That's a, and, that's- and, and you know, it, it's, I take comfort in the fact that I'll be gone before it gets too much weirder. 
the porno magazine in the hedge that goes back to all yes. the way to episode number one. Yes, our <laughs> demo, our demo episode that was never released. Yes, uh, we did actually we talk, talk about, about growing, he talked about growing up in England, and I was in Wisconsin, and we still both found dirty magazines in the hedge. Yeah, porno mag shoved in hedges for some unknown reason, and um, they were they were as good as gold, man. Didn't you say they you were like one on a golf course or something? Yeah, I had to walk by a golf course to go to school. <laughs> So weird, and it, and yeah. then those, those porno mags, at least for me, in like the early seventies, it was all like soft focus too, so you couldn't even really oh, yeah. see what you were looking at. A little bit of fuzz, that was it. <laughs> but I mean, how much did you need back in those days? You know? Yeah. I mean, the Sears catalog was a freaking erotic treat. That <laughs> still is. Right. You see, it's just, see, it's gone, hasn't it? <laughs> but the mem- the braziers literally were so giant that they could hold. <laughs> thousand pounds but the memory lingers on my uh you know of course uh victoria's secret's the big lingerie company now but in the 80s when i was growing up my parents used to get the fredericks of hollywood catalog fredericks of hollywood that was sleazy which they ended up censoring it later on but it really was that was probably the first thing i saw that i would consider like pornography and it was just like they had like the push-up bras Mm mm-hmm like the cup bras that didn't have the front on them, so you had, they had nipples in them. And then later years, they'd like have women with longer hair where they grow the hair over the nipples. Yeah, not from the boob up, from the head down. Yeah, so. Vic- Victoria's Secret, I guess, has gone back to the classic models instead of for a couple years they started so they having doing, dudes. They start when they started having like you know people with disabilities and shit. Yeah. <laughs> And guess what? They, guess what? They weren't they weren't selling too much underwear. So I well, I'll tell to you what, classic. man. I saw I saw that a cover, and I don't know if it was on Facebook or what. Facebook has decided I'm into classic baseball now, which is fine because oh. I do like that. But they showed the cover from the Sports Illustrated issue. I think it was '85 uh, or something. And I remember I had that. I had some people that would give me their own Sports Illustrated, and they threw that one in there, too. It was, I think it was Al McPherson. Oh, the swimsuit edition. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was a big Kathy Ireland person. I was a big uh, hmm. big Al McPherson person in the mid-80s. Now, of course, those women are like 65 years old now, but... Yeah, still, Cindy Crawford is still amazing. In my beautiful. mind's eye, Neil. In my mind's eye. Ah, Cindy, Crawford. Really Cindy Crawford's still gorgeous. All right. All right. <laughs> what, did I upset you, then? Enough dirty talk. No. <laughs> I'm going to go watch some American Pickers and go to bed. All right. You go do that. Anyway, that will be our final... 2023. Yes. You know what else I forgot? I wanted to mention one thing. I mentioned the Norco Sea Orchata thing, which I kind of missed. I love that freaking Hunting Lions... They put out those two EPs. I love those two, so I want to mention those. I did, but they, I think they ended up putting them together in like a single LP. Oh, and you but know, you know, we missed too. Didn't it. didn't we miss talking about that TKO release? Was it Tyrant? Yeah, but that was like a, a reissue too. It was oh, good was it? Oh, okay. It was okay. two EPs. It was two EPs stuck out. Yeah, that was that was real good too, man. That was a vicious one, Tyrant. Yep. Vicious. That was called. Can't remember. But it was a real. Real hard ass release. Yeah, tyrant and you suck. Anyway, right? That's all right. What it was called. I'm gonna wrap up my evening. Anyway, right, thanks buddy. for listening, everybody. We yep. appreciate you. Uh, happy 2024. I hope you can leave your uh, garbage of 2023 in the dust and you know embrace the future. Wow, how positive is Tom? What was That's that? De- what was that Devo album? Something now. Duty for the now for the future. Duty now for the future. Yes. Yep. yep. Anyway, we, we we appreciate you. Yeah, we do. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, keep a little mark in your heart. Stay free. Smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. 
Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom.